I like beer cause it is good. I drink beer because I should. If there was a song to sing, I sing it and beer you bring. I drink beer when I am sad, cause the beer it makes me glad. Now there's nothing left to say, so let's go drink beer. Hey, Mr. Peterson, Jack Frost nipping at your nose? Yeah, now let's get Joe Beer nipping at my liver, huh? podcast your online bottle share pour yourself some of your finest ale or lager sit back and enjoy the show that's the only job My, be fine. i only have one job i seem to, to fuck it up every time not update the google doc episode 38 <laughs> of the portland beer club podcast your online bottle share we're at www.portlandbeerclubpodcast.com um, according to our list, we have our host, Butt Mooner. I didn't write the right thing. You didn't really? do that one? Yeah, and then no. Fart House yeah. and Just <laughs> Sluts. Correct. Okay. Don't ever give us access Somebody to Somebody got a hold doc. of the Google Doc. So, yeah. so Chad did one update to the document. I yeah. see. No, I didn't. I did two. <laughs> I changed the names and then I added uh, content. Ooh, there's content. Yeah, content. <laughs> Lots of content. Okay. Well, we also have a guest, right? And we. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> Let's just take his beer. Uh, right. From it in the pitcher. Now kick him out. <laughs> Excuse me, while I keep messing with the buttons here because everything's all I backwards. I don't know where to sit. Uh, Is here good? Talk. Uh, Listen, uh, I'm not. I'm not cool gonna bowls. You're better. Perfect for decanting. You're yeah. better. Sour beer into. Uh, from brews for new avenues. We have James Bruce. I had to look because last time we had a guest, I said the name completely wrong. And I know your name, but I'm always going to look now. <laughs> That's okay. Cause, cause I have I have three first names, James Scott Bruce. Oh. And I've been called every combination of James Scott. Scott most, how did you get involved with Bruce for New Avenue, Scott? <laughs> Thank you. Is that funny? That. Yeah. That was, that was I'll good. I'll call him Bruce later. <laughs> how, yeah. Okay. All right. Thank Perfect. you for that question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Sean messed up uh, one of our guests two episodes ago. His name and we didn't let him let him live it down the entire episode. And I just saw him today. He works in a food truck and I saw him today. I wouldn't even look him in the eye. <laughs> it's, so it's awkward. I can so tell <laughs> when people are about to say my name wrong. And I, I just say, it's okay. Bruce, it's okay. I've been there. <laughs> Thank you. So okay. Jim. Yeah, no, no, no. Only my grandpa called me Jim. It's James. Good Lord. So it's, it's cooking in the studio. We were supposed to be 101 today at one point. I don't think we've... Thank broke- God for the smoke. Yeah. I yeah. Think. yeah, our <laughs> isolating, you know, insulating smoke. If there's anything that ever good came from a fire, I guess this is it. So. Is it five degrees <laughs> cooler? Yeah. yeah. But it's still hot in here. I had the AC cranked for about three hours before we started, and the room's already warming it up as soon as we turned off the AC. Oh, yeah. You can feel it just Well, then we need some cold beer. Well, all right. Well, I think we have some cold beer. What are we drinking here, Marcus? Because this is your cold beer. This yes? is delicious. Oh, thank you. Uh, this That's is right. a... Uh, <laughs> This is a saison that started its life two years ago, uh, primary fermented in an oak barrel, uh, in a Pinot Noir oak barrel, um, and then it was racked into carboys. Uh, the oak barrel was really fresh, and mm. there was getting a lot of oak character out of it, so I didn't want to keep it in there too long. Um, then it was uh, infected with various uh, mixed cultures, Britannomyces, Pedococcus, Lactobacillus, all the all the things. I'll have all those. Sat for about two years, uh, and then at one point I put uh, gin-soaked oak on it, 
and uh, let it sit a little bit longer and then packaged it up. So that's cool. what you're drinking. Yeah, it's nice. Nice yeah. and light. Yeah, it's real nice and light. I, I It's really dry. Uh, yeah. Crazy dry, actually. But um, yeah, I think overall it's a nice little summer Saison. Yeah. Turned out all right. For me, you say uh, gin and Saison and I think upright. Yeah. And this definitely has some upright-ish notes to it. Upright's yeah. one of my favorite. I'll take that. Comp- I'm, I'm just going to take that as a compliment. <laughs> That's the highest praise yeah. I can give. That's so, really yeah. nice. Ew, <laughs> upright. Ew. <laughs> yeah, oh, nobody likes that. Who? <laughs> basement brewers. <laughs> That's right. This, this was Asian a basement a la upright. At the left bank. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, so, James, tell us why you're here. What what, what are we going to talk about? I mean, we know you're from Brews for New Avenues, but... For everybody who doesn't know what that is, I've never been to it, but I know what it is because one of my friends goes every single year. So please tell us what is going on with this. Yeah. So uh, uh, first of all, thank you, Sean. Thank you to the uh, the podcast, all you guys for having me here. We really oh, yeah. appreciate it. Uh, you guys seem like a real uh, awesome bunch of guys, and I'm excited to be here. So Oh, you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Brews for New Avenues is all about uh, giving away for the beer community to give back and express their, I guess, kind of social consciousness in a way uh, of how we can come together as a community to help fight youth homelessness and hopefully eliminate youth homelessness in our community. I grew up here in Portland. Uh, I went to Alameda. I went to Lincoln High School. So, you know, I'm born and raised here. I Mm -hmm. live in Tigard now, but, um, you know, Portland is my home and seeing the changes that have gone on in Portland over the last few years it's very visible change that you can see not only just in downtown but throughout all all parts of our community with the homeless epidemic that's gone on Uh, and Brews for New Avenues is a way that we found that we can give an easy entry event it's 10 bucks to get into the GA we've got live music we've got all kinds of great beers and you can really make a big difference with that $10 entry fee and buy a couple beers, raising awareness about the issues for youth homelessness. So that's really what it comes down to for us is great beer, great people, and giving back to our community. Fantastic. And so you personally, are you, do you work for New Avenues or are you in the beer industry? Nope, not neither one. Oh. Uh, I'm actually I'm an attorney <laughs> oh. by day. Uh, I do estate planning and business uh, we're law. We're gonna shut down recording <laughs> this. <laughs> but uh, I've been on the ambassador board <clears throat> at New Avenues for Youth for okay. probably ten or eleven years now, and that is kind of the junior board. That was the purpose of the board was to get younger people interested in the cause, which mm-hmm. is fighting youth homelessness mm-hmm. and, and raising awareness about <clears throat> youth homelessness. So the ambassador board was formed. I was brought on uh, pretty early on. My dad was one of the founders of New Avenues. So oh. th- that agency just had its 20th anniversary. Fantastic. That's how I kind of got connected. My dad was huh. involved and then they wanted to get the next generation involved. And so um, I got brought on and Ever since then, I've just tried to do everything I can to support the agency, really. Yeah, I, I remember when they started. I, I've been working with at-risk youth, my, youth myself for 27 years now. So oh, yeah. um, but when I was out in Multnomah County, I, I remember when New Avenues opened up. So it was <laughs> We were referred to as the suits for a while because um, there were various agencies that were doing uh, youth homeless services, and New Avenues came in with kind of a radical approach at the mm-hmm. time, which was resource intensive, mm-hmm. uh, treating each youth um, as a high priority case and giving them the resource they need, whether it's 
you know, mental health counseling, drug and alcohol counseling, GED, other higher education, um, all those things, access to housing, uh, job training, that's what they're about. And right. they have such a high success rate because they dedicate those resources to each mm-hmm. individual that comes in the door. Yeah. Wow. And that's uh, something that I think most agencies that work with youth are, are lacking is it's the resources. That's the most important piece. I, when I, I was I was a truancy officer at one point in Multnomah County, and we tried this new model where it was all about I was the guy who would come in as the you know the truancy officer knocking on the door, but I had a, a resource partner who followed me everywhere I went. And you were the bad cop. I was the bad yeah. cop. He was the good <laughs> cop. And and ideally, I mean, we we never took anybody to court. It was all about getting these people hooked up, but it just using a little bit of a scare tactic to make sure they knew like, Hey, we're being serious here. We're here to help. But every single excuse they gave us why their kid wasn't going to school, my buddy would just hook them up and we had an 80% success rate in the pilot year. So yeah, it's just, and you know, we'd never done anything like that before. So it, it proves that if you give people what they need, all that bad stuff can go away. So it, it definitely can. And, and we've seen some really awesome success stories through new avenues uh, that, you know, you see hard stories as well. There's a lot of tough stories out there. Mm-hmm. But when you see a youth that's gotten an opportunity and gotten people behind them that believe in them mm-hmm. and the stuff that they can accomplish <clears throat> is fantastic. Yeah. So it's really inspiring. Yeah. And so this is the 20. Uh, how many years is Bruce for New Avenues now? This is our seventh year seventh. for Bruce okay. for New Avenues. Yeah. Wow. It's and, flown by. <laughs> and it's grown too. Yeah. It's the event has grown beyond our our, our wildest expectations. The first year was uh, I, I think we raised somewhere in the realm of twelve or thirteen thousand dollars. It was uh, me, one of my best friends, Jeremy, and uh, you know a few other people that got together to to have this event. And so many people got behind it. Uh, so many people believed in the event that uh, last year we raised close to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Holy cow! So in in less than you know, s- this will be our seventh year. But from year one to year six, uh, we've we've grown quite a bit. That's massive. We we do a fundraiser, well, a few fundraisers a year with uh, a program we work with, and we're excited when we bring in about two hundred. <laughs> we get really excited. Yeah. So. <laughs> The numbers for us are kind of staggering. It's a little bit intimidating as well. You know, the first couple years we did this, it was let's get together and do something fun that we yeah. can do with our mm-hmm. friends and let's hopefully raise a few bucks for the yeah. agency. Yeah. That was and what it was all about. Yeah. And now they, it's like, how much can we put you down for this year? Because uh, yeah. last oh year, uh, yeah. you know, we, we, we need this money. So uh, and you guys are bringing in some serious beers that you're auctioning off. How did you get the breweries to participate that's a great question, and a lot of it boils down to personal relationships, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, breweries get asked for donations for very worthy <laughs> causes all the time, mm-hmm. and it's a struggle for them because brewers are pretty much generally the nicest people I know and very generous mm-hmm. people, and they want to give all the time, but I think they almost have to put up a shield to where it's like, hey, if you have a request, go here. Here's our web form or something like that. Mm-hmm. And and we have a way to sort of bypass that because 
we've been around for so long. So we've been around for seven years, which in in the beer world is not, you know, it's a decent amount of time. But we have personal relationships with a lot of the brewers that donate for us. Yeah. Uh, and you're a known thing at this point. I mean, everybody in the beer industry knows about Brews for New Avenue. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's through you're the personal relationships. It's also really through the cause that we support and how compelling that is and how the success rates that we have. Uh, so I'd say the personal relationships yeah. with the, with the breweries and then how compelling the cause is, that's a big part of the, the reason for the success. And then we can, you know, it's nice to be able to show, like if you're looking at investors, here's how much our stock has grown each yeah. year. Yeah. Like here's how much our, you know, revenues have grown each year. The success of this event it feeds into itself. So um, that's been fun to witness. It's scary because every year we kind of wonder, like, how are we going to do that again? And it can't go on forever, but uh, we're enjoying it while we've got it. Well, you're mostly dependent upon donations, right? Or is it 100% donations? 100% donations, yeah. Yeah. Everything we do is donations. Yeah, That keeps it simple for us. It's nice because we just approach breweries, and if they're not cool with that we move along but we've got so many great not only breweries but a big part of our event is the rare bottle auction Mm -hmm. and the rare bottle auction comes not just from the breweries but also from you know people just regular people in the beer community that have uh, beer acquisition syndrome (laughs) (laughs) that's what they call it that's okay oh oh, yeah we know a few people with that problem (laughs) and we have a great way to help alleviate those with uh, beer acquisition syndrome yeah you can uh, maybe unload some beers on our event, get a tax uh, de- tax yeah. deduction, and all the money that we raise goes directly to such a great cause. So anyone that's got maybe a case or three of extra beers that you might not get to, uh, we can make really great use of it. And uh, I'm sure they'll have some information on the website about how you can how you can reach out to us. Yeah. Wow. So, Sean and I used to have that affliction a few years ago. Well, oh, yeah, really? and we're still trying to get rid of some of it. <laughs> we, we do it. We do uh, <laughs> beer shares twice a year and like, okay, quit bring, it used to Nobody be a bring, bring beer. It used we to be a bottle share. Now it's just yeah. a, no, just show up. We'll, we'll supply We need to get rid of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. So $10 general admission, but I know there's more to this. You can pay more, you can get more, but as of now, most of those events are sold out because this is actually a three-day event, yeah? That's right. Yeah, so the the core event is on uh, Saturday, August 25th, okay. and there's still plenty of tickets available. We don't know how long they'll last, but there are right now for the general admission, and that's mm-hmm. 5 to 10. And if you come for the general admission, you're going to get the full show. We've got silent auctions. We've got the live auction. I get to be the auctioneer for no, that. Nice. So that's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's uh, a long five hours. One of those, like, yeah, but, but, oh, we but, start but, but, at guys. we start at two though. Oh, so, oh that's yeah. right for the early VIP. Yeah, but the yeah. main event GA five to ten. We've got live music, food carts, <clears throat> all kinds of rare beer on tap. We're gonna have a bunch of Trillium stuff this year, mm. so uh, it's <sighs> gonna be badass. Then, uh, but before that, same day Saturday from two to five is the VIP, and that is unfortunately sold out. That event has. Popularity is sort of caught up. Fortunately, it is. Doesn't that sell out in like minutes? I mean, like super quick. Less than that, actually, seconds. This year, you know, we did a new system where people were entered into a queue to try to buy tickets. I got into the queue just for fun, for fun yeah. and I I was denied the chance to buy tickets. So I, wow. anyone out there, I kind of feel your pain. I'm I'm gonna be there, but um, right, it sucked. <laughs> it sucked. It sucked to get shut out. But that's unfortunate yeah. when you have such a you know demand for the event. And we're looking at ways to expand it, but 
part of the nature of the VIP is that it's limited to a certain number of guests. And so there people don't have to jockey for position. Yep. There's not big lines for the beers sure. that we put on. And then we have a silent auction during the VIP. So that's the scope of the events on Saturday. Two to five <clears throat> is the VIP. Five to ten, it opens up for GA. So some of those VIPs that have been there starting at two, two and then yeah. the live auction starts around 6.45 or 7. They've been going for a good amount of time. It's part of our business model. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So we Time to start auctioning saying, off the yeah. big ones. <laughs> we want to follow by saying use TriMet, use Uber, use Lyft. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. we're big encouragers yeah. of safe transportation. Yeah, sure, of We've got yeah. some local hotels and things Chad. like that. So, And we have, we, have, we have some pretty good monitors and things like that to make sure things stay under control. Yeah. But, um, then before the Saturday event, uh, on Friday, we've got our Brewers Dinner. Uh, which is a really cool event. We've got two guest brewers this year. We're really excited about um, Freem from Hood River, Freem Family Brewers. We love Freem. Yep. One of the things I, I say about Freem, they don't make bad beer. You know, it's they mm-hmm. top to bottom, Pilsners, IPAs, barrel-aged stouts, throw some cognac, whatever you want. They, they make no bad beer. And then uh, the other guest brewer, we always do try to do a local and then sort of a non-local. Mm-hmm. And the non-local is uh, Jester King from Austin, oh, Texas. Oh, Marcus knows Jester yeah. King. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. He goes yeah, down to well, Austin quite yeah, a bit. Yeah. So. No, mystery beer. Really. Yeah, no, I didn't bring a Jester King today. No. Oh, okay. All right. So All right. we're really excited about Jester King. Again, they make such a wonderful lineup, especially the wild ales that they've mm-hmm. had, that they make yep. over the years. Everybody. Their spawn series has been fantastic. Yep. Um, you know, so we're wow. really excited to have them. Jester King is going to come out, uh, head up to Hood River, do some brewing up there. Oh. For, that'll be cool. a collaboration for um, Brews for New Avenues 2019. Wow. Um, so we're really excited about that. So that's kind of our two guest brewers this year, and then the my sort of favorite event is the Thursday event, which is the uh, Oyster and Goose. Yeah. And, oh, that sounds uh, awesome. Yeah, Oyster, <laughs> Oyster and Goose yeah. is uh, a lot of fun. We've got some very special beers from Cantillon, uh, some kegs that we're going to be uh, serving. We've got some really special bottle pours of uh, different Armand and Gaston blends uh, and uh, some really limited stuff from Dree Fontaine mm-hmm. and, uh, and Cantillon that they send over. So it's uh, unlimited oysters. It's I hope it'll a, be good. Yeah. <laughs> you, you guys have tickets for that one? No, yeah. I don't. Uh, okay, well. Is that another sold out event? But I those will, ones are sold I'll out. Try that one. I'll yeah. try for that one next year. Yeah. Unfortunately, those ones uh, go just sell as quick. Out so quickly. <laughs> yeah, I imagine. Um, we're wishing to expand them. We're trying to find ways to expand them, but uh, keeping that it's tough. Yeah. yeah, we have a limited amount of that rare beer, so yep. uh, that's something that wow. uh, okay. we're really fortunate. Jean Van Roy from Cantillon has um, really supported our event in a personal way. He's he's made some videos for us over the years and just made yeah, some very something. special beers. Uh, we're hoping to have him come over as a guest brewer hmm. uh, one of these years, maybe 2019. Wow. Channel brew with him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll see if I'm available. I last, a, last, sorry, last year, uh, yeah. Pierre Tilcan was our guest brewer. In nice. Oh, so, yeah. so, uh, he's not a brewer, he's a blender. But Sure. Yeah. So huh. that's the rundown of the event, the Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Okay. Jeez. So you mentioned food from food trucks. Can you say what food trucks will be there? Uh, yeah, we've got um, Pulehu Pizza, which is one of our longtime supporters. We love those guys. And uh, there's another one that I'm drawing a blank on right now. But uh, we've got it. They make tacos, delicious tacos. Right. So we've also got some folks that'll be serving. Uh, we've got 
folks making sausages and things like that. So there'll be lots of food uh, and live music. Uh, Kinky Brothers, not it's hmm. a cover band. I've heard that name before. Yeah, okay. Kinky Brothers will be playing. So um, we've got an it's outdoor like space. Brothers. What's that? <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Stop Some, it. I'm not sure what kind of uh, kinky yeah. brothers, but uh, they've got a great following, so should be yeah. should be badass. I, I could be wrong on this, but I think I've seen them at a McMinimans. That's like rotating in my head right now. So, huh. well, let's take a break about that, and let's get a mystery beer going because our glasses are getting empty. Who who wants to start? Mine's a. You know, you know my, what mine's going to be. I'm going your back wheelhouse. To my, you're going I'm back going, to your I'm standard. Going back to my standard, so it's going to be a, a stout. Uh, mine is. Mine should be very flavorful, but it's not a stout. Mine's not a stout. Mine's a stout. Okay. <laughs> All right. So where should we start? Not I, a stout. I can start if you want. Yeah, okay. And I also have this one as a palate cleanser. Yeah. All I right. can talk about this. Yeah, let's, that's <laughs> definitely. And I brought um my Berliner and Ooh, my Hellas as well. Yeah, you should try. It's it is very lemonade-y. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. You want to try a little bit yeah, of it? Yeah, I'd love to. Thanks. So while you guys are doing that, I'm going to talk about upcoming events for uh, and news for September of 2018. The 7th through the 9th is the Oregon Brews and Barbecue in McMinnville. Sure, the 8th is the Portland Beard and Music Festival in Pioneer Square. 13th through the 16th is Oktoberfest at Mount Angel. If you've never been to this, I'd suggest you go check it out. It's kind of legendary. I once woke up in a cow field. Yeah, I um, remember. <laughs> the 15th is September Fest in Corvallis. The 21st through the 23rd is Oktoberfest at Oaks Park. The 22nd is the Hood River Hops Festival. That is a fun one. I highly recommend you go check that one out. 28th through the 29th is Portland Fresh Hops Festival. Uh, and the 28th through the 30th is the Pacific Northwest Brew Cup in Astoria. And the 29th, the Widmer Oktoberfest. This thing seems to have grown because I remember when I go, I used to go to the one at Widmer where they'd close off the whole back side of the building. And it was a lot of fun, live music and lots of beer and lots of food. But now it's down at Pioneer Square. So they have grown up and they are big time now. I haven't been able to find any information about what's going on this year. But I know they had some decent bands last year, like some national acts. So that's what's happening for September. All right, what do we got? Uh, you guys got glasses for me? We got yeah. glasses do we need for me. Do we have an extra glass? Um, I don't Here, have oh, an extra glass. That way you don't have to chug that yeah, thing. Yeah, you can pour yeah. it out of that one. What's that? You've got by just in case. Oh, so he'll just give him this one? Whatever. This will be my drink glass? Yeah, sure. Okay. Cheers. I forgot to turn on just in case again. How dare you? Uh, I know. Hopefully so tell me about bit. Mystery Pour here. I just looked it up, and I'm afraid I haven't you know, spent my research on the podcast. So what's the game plan here? So what we do – well, go ahead, Chad. Do you want me to take this yeah, one? Yeah, Chad, you take it. You've been pretty quiet <laughs> today. No. So um, I've been like, uh-huh, Cantillon, Frame. Yeah, they've Jester King. Okay, good They Lord. probably want to brew with me. Yeah, they probably do want to brew with me. Speaking of brewing with me um, – You need to explain this. All right, Mystery Beer is basically we uh, we each bring a beer. Um, we cover it in foil or some kind of covering. And um, our goal is to guess the style. Um, and then hopefully guess the brewery. So we're guessing, if is it mixed ferment? Is it clean ferment? Is it bugged? Is it breaded? Or if it's a stout, is it got cacao or cocoa or whatever kind of fruit? So, mm-hmm. And typically we look at the glass and try to figure it out. And this was the 500 cork and cage. It could have been. <laughs> I saw it. I confirmed nothing. And generally, if because these guys always kind of bring similar stuff and so if chad guesses marcus's or marcus guesses chad's i just agree with them yeah because i can't guess this shit <laughs> that's too much for me oh i didn't nail one last show i nailed two last show 
which was I like this. Yeah. Do you like it? Yeah, it's it's goozy. It's um it's mixed ferment. It's barrel. Um Is it from Oregon? No. Could be. (laughs) Is it from Oregon? No, I mean oh. I bought it in Oregon. Oh, well, God. come on, is it is it brewed in the United? How States? How many how many questions do I have to answer here? Is it brewed in the United States? Good God, that's a lot that's of territory that you're trying to cover yeah, there. I'm just asking. You're, that's it's... a big half of like you're dividing. No, it's not brewed in the United okay, States. Okay, that's why I didn't think so. You know that. I can tell you already know <laughs> I that. I already knew that. That's why I asked it, you idiot. Oh, this wasn't brewed in the United States. No, you no, it's goose. It's it's definitely some lambic in there. I think. I'm guessing it's, I don't know, it could be a Cantillon of... That was my first impression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an older Cantillon, maybe. Yeah. Is it's it got a... some funk and some wet basement mineral. Definitely has it that. It does. Uh, it's, um... I'm guessing Heineken. <laughs> yeah, Heineken there you go. left out near the <laughs> that... radiator. <laughs> and three skunks have walked by it. Yeah. <laughs> This was my birthday beer from Sean ten years ago. It's a Heineken <laughs> that so I've aged. Is that a Ranger? Yeah, in my in my sock drawer. Yeah. Yes, right. He keeps a hot next sock to drawer. next to some Tillamook cheddar, sharp cheddar, <laughs> some curds. Now this would fit right in at the Oyster and Goose event. I would say. I'll that, bet so. it would. Mm-hmm. All right, who wants to guess? I'm getting a uh, very like noticeable lemon rind, like the pulpy part too it's a mixed ferment it's a wild ale um i'm still sticking with uh i don't know if it's a blend but i'm still sticking with cantillon a cantillon mixed ferment right yeah okay pretty generic but anyone else want to add to that or or change it up i don't know all the different blenderies well enough so i'll stick with my first impression cantillon say, say cantillon as well okay i'm sticking with heineken yeah, Sean is correct. He's not correct. Uh, you two are correct. <laughs> it is a uh, it is a goose lambic, oh. Oh. and it is their bio series, mm-hmm. and it's a 2013 bottle date. Nice. So, he so you were right there on the, the age, age on wow. some of the age on it. Look at that. <laughs> so I've had, kinda, a, I've had a few loons in my day. Oh. Yeah. Uh. I kind of brought it because you know. It's Brews and I, actually the whole reason was like oh oyster and goose I'm like oh, I'll so bring you would a never bring that with us for us no I've just... brought one on the show before yeah I just... know <laughs> it's a treat and it does show it I think especially with the Cantillon goose <laughs> it needs a few age, uh, years I agree. on it to to get that funk yeah. to it yeah. you drink it young it's a little thin a little watery sometimes yeah. and you're like what's the hype about but this bottle it's getting there is yeah. starting to sing and, and I uh, think yeah, yeah I've got I've got one more and I'm thinking you know sit on it a couple more years and those little bottles I. I think tend to age a little more quickly than so. the bigger ones. You've so. got more, you've got less beer volume, but just as much oxygen ingress, so they might age a little faster. Yeah. I mean, the cork's gonna, yeah, definitely. Yeah, by design. That was a treat, though. Thank you. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, you bet. There's a little more, so right. you guys need more. All right, back to the event. Let's talk about where people can find out information about Brews for New Avenues website. Where where is this happening? Yeah, so the the event space is uh, the Left Bank Annex, which is across the from the Rose Garden area where the Blazers play. We've been at the Left Bank for the last four years now, 
And uh, before that, we were partnered with the Green Dragon. Uh, oh, if you guys remember the, the old Green days. Dragon, yeah, yeah we, we know them. We used to shut down the street there uh, for the first couple of years. Jack Joyce was a huge supporter of our event. So, uh, after, you know, rest in peace for Jack. He was he was awesome. Jack gave us a blank check. He said, "You guys do whatever you want to do," and we would not be here if it were not for Jack's uh, inspiration and just gusto and mm-hmm. just saying. I believe in you guys. Do what you want to do. So cheers to Jack and, and everything that he stood for because he was a real inspiration for us in, in getting our event started. Just as an aside, the event was got a lot of inspiration from the uh, Northwest Classic Wines Auction, which is a big swanky event here in Portland. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's $1,000 a ticket to get in black tie event i've never been but uh, you know I they wouldn't qualify <laughs> they <laughs> raise <laughs> they raise millions of dollars each year that goes to a few local God. charities and so we had the idea along with jack and a few other people my friend jeremy and i to do a, a themed event sort of like northwest classic wine auction but for beer mm-hmm. uh where it's ten dollars a ticket to get in uh versus a thousand dollars but all the money is going directly to uh, such a great uh, cause. Yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, the event has really snowballed. It takes a lot of work from us, but we get so much support from people in the community and the brewers that mm-hmm. it's like it is what it is. We could never <laughs> give up at this point. And, yeah. uh, Was that the uh, primary inspiration for starting, like saying, you know what, we want to do something with beer? Was that the kind of the inspiration going, okay, they're doing this with wine, or is it? was there something else more... Really, is the, somebody a home brewer or somebody you know a, you know some brewers around the. My friend, area I give a lot or? of credit to my friend Jeremy. He got me into the craft beer community, so mm-hmm. I was drinking Drop Top and stuff like that. Which <laughs> I've done you know, that. Uh, this was you know, <laughs> that, and then he's like, "You should come try this Cascade beer." And it was like oh, yeah. two weeks after yeah. Cascade opened, and yeah. I was like, "This beer is sour. I yeah. like that." And uh, so he kind of really got me into the What's craft beer and mouth? the local local <laughs> scene like that. Uh, but then. The ambassador board of New Avenues, which I was a part of before Brews came about, we were really looking to start an event that captured the younger demographic that we could get people in the door. They could we could raise some money. But really, our mission has always been raising awareness Mm -hmm. before raising money. The money comes along and that's great. But raising awareness has been our key mission. And so we wanted to come up with an event with a low cost of entry that would get people in the door to where we could say, hey, do you know there's this homeless youth problem going on and we've got a way to fix it and we're working to fix it and Mm -hmm. we need your help. And so that's kind of how it really came about. That's awesome. Mm. And so if people do want to get tickets, where will they get them? Where will they find them? Yeah, uh, our website is uh, uh, org, and you can get tickets on there. Uh, we've got lots of tickets. There's advantages to buying early. You get a couple extra drink tokens for the event if you buy mm. online. Helps us with the processing of people getting in the door so we don't have long lines. We hate lines. One of the things about Brews is like we make this event like an, an, a, a beer event that we would want to attend. And so we really try to focus on the experience that people have. The fact that it raises a bunch of money at the end of the day for a great cause is mm-hmm. sometimes icing on the cake. But we really want people to have fun and have a good experience. And so I think it's good all around. I mean, even, you know, happy people are, might be a little more amenable to opening up their wallets as well. You yeah, know? exactly. So, well, but. But like, you know, I've been to beer events that have been run great and not, and it's a big, you know, a big influence on that. So yeah, yeah. we take it pretty seriously yeah. and uh, the attention to detail sometimes becomes maddening, but oh, uh, sure. yeah. <laughs> but people care about that stuff. And, you know, the first 
the second, I think it was the first year we had all our bottles set out on the auction table for the, for the silent auction. And, uh, one of the people on our team recognized that the sun was about to come in oh, and, and yeah. start Hit hitting, hitting them. Yeah. And so we were, he, before like a half hour before we were supposed to open the doors, he's like, we have to move all the bottles. Right. We're like, That's we're awesome. not doing that. But it's like, no, these are serious bottles and people come in and are spending serious money. Yeah. We need to show them that we've taken, taken care, care of, of the bottles. Yeah. And yeah, so absolutely. we fucking moved on. Can I cuss? <laughs> can I cuss? Oh, you can yeah. cuss. We oh. fucking moved all those bottles and, and uh, that's kind of the way we do uh, things. So. Next year you showed up with blackout curtains just in case. Blackout curtains. It's <laughs> all Fuck you, Sam. Hey, I hate the sun. Oh, it ruins uh, my beer. Yeah. So. Okay, so whenever I go to a beer festival, one of the first things I always want to know is one... Where's the bathroom? That's number three. <laughs> um, Where's the pork? How much beer do I get per pour and how much are extra tokens (laughs) yeah so we try to give really good value i think it's uh five dollars a token and that gives you an eight ounce pour okay oh okay it's like a full dang yeah yeah Yeah, that's great i have a quality beer yeah i have a good you're not talking shock shock top anymore (laughs) (laughs) drop top top. i've never drank shock top okay drop top's not a bad either i've never had it no so we try to give good value uh uh for all the attendees one of the things that we focus on this year is getting sixth barrels Mm -hmm. rather than full kegs of Mm -hmm. anything Mm -hmm. so that we can rotate through yeah Mm -hmm. it's not a huge event we get maybe 200 people for vip and eight or nine hundred total for ga and we want to rotate through kegs as fast as possible so if you see something you like Go get, get it, it because hopefully it's going to kick soon yeah. and we got something else badass coming on right after that. And mm-hmm. did you, you said it's at Left Bank? Excuse me. Yeah, Left Bank Annex. Um, mm-hmm. We do upstairs and downstairs oh, okay. and then out in the parking lot as well. So, awesome. Yeah, we hmm. take up we take up that space. That's right. Yeah, right. you want to go get it because six barrel, you're only going to get about 80 pours of eight ounce pours and then it's going to be gone. So yep. Yep. Yeah. it'll yep. rip what out of there. You're doing math over there. <laughs> That's we the one thing kegs. I can do. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we know how much is left in our kegs. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right. So, yeah. yeah. I can I can have two tonight. This is my 27th pint. Yeah, so yeah. I have. Yeah, do the math. All right, I need to brew another pills. Yep. So do you have a, what's your your daily go-to beer right now gosh daily uh, well Calm weekly <laughs> i the way i've been on vacation it's been what daily. is your hair of the dog beer at the moment <laughs> <laughs> i've been uh the lately thing i've been doing i've got a huge beer cellar that's got way too much stuff in it and it mostly is sours there's a lot of stouts in there as well but uh so i like to come home especially when it's hot in the summertime uh i will first thing i do is grab like a degard sour mm-hmm. and dump it in a pitcher Mm-hmm. Uh, because I really have been enjoying my Degard's decanted these yep. days. Yep. Uh, so I'll start with that. Don't drink any. Maybe have a little sip. And then a, a can of IPA or a can of a Pilsner. Mm-hmm. Uh, something while my kids are running around. I got a two-year-old and a four-year-old. Oh. Hi, Carter. <laughs> Hi, Sadie. Uh, got to get that out there. So You look well-rested. You're doing okay. <laughs> yeah. And my wife has uh, got us. really say. don't want them listening to this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> Got it. It's not like the TV. Chad, clean it up. <laughs> we put oh, our yeah. little explicit Jeez. warning on it when I do the upload on Miles this Miles doesn't listen. I've got a three-year-old. They were saying yeah. shit, 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 shit when I was loading them into their car seats this morning. So You're like, oh, uh, yeah. parenting win. Well, uh, they got the context right, I guess. So, <laughs> But yeah, usually I like to start, especially in the warm weather, IPAs are my go-to. Yeah. Uh, Block 15 is one of those breweries I don't think makes too much bad beer. So nope. Sticky Hands, Fresh Flow has mm. been one of my favorites this summer. I love Fresh Flow whenever yes, I can get it. Yes, that beer is very good. Uh, 
Um, so those are some of my go-tos. Royale, I love Royale. They're Pilsner, they're IPAs. I, I think highly of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when it goes to the second beer, usually I go to Degard. Uh, I've got a lot of stouts that I've been drinking lately too. But uh, Summer have, beers, yeah. Summer yeah. beers mostly, mm-hmm. yeah, summer beers. Yeah. That's I'm a fan. Right. IPAs and sours. Gotta yeah. love that. Back <laughs> right and now, forth. I've just been killing three-way. I've, been, I've been drinking. I, have, so you know, I haven't had three-way in a while. Oh my god! I just I had it fresh last week down at the source. So good. The first batch I had, I was I was not as stoked about it, and I haven't gone back. So really, maybe I need to revisit. Oh, uh, yeah. I felt the first cans I had were too malty and sweet. Really, and I like a really. A, Drier, so, I go for the drier side. I had that experience, so I went. So Chad and I went fur tipping, as it as it is out at. Uh, <laughs> that's it's a normal thing to do. Right? Sounded fur worse than <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, we picked yes. fur tips for their for their fall beer. Um, yeah, magnanimous, for, for magnanimous. Right. IPA. Yeah, um, and there they had the first keg of three way on tap, and we found it to be actually exceptionally dank and like. Almost piney, but yeah. still in that juicy form it factor. Had, it still and, had that like that burning, like hot burn. Yeah, started calling it. But like, then the can experience. The next time I had one was a can, and it was more like what you had. And then the next time I had it at Fort George, and it was just a balance between the two. It was really good. Yeah. So I, yeah, yeah. I need to go back then and uh, yeah, because yeah. yeah. I love it. modern times. I love Fort oh, yeah. George. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. yeah there was the other one. It's uh, Holy Mountain, right? Holy yeah, Mountain. Holy Mountain. Yeah. So you can't go wrong there. Yeah. I just had Holy Mountain, the water in the well. Mm-hmm. Haven't had that one. Oh, shit. So, uh, <laughs> what is it? One of my Holy Grail IPAs is Double Sunshine, old school Double mm-hmm. Sunshine from Lawson's. And mm-hmm. if you've Lawson's, ever had that, yeah. I described that when I first had it, it was like a, a hop milkshake. Cause it, yeah. But it was like it coated your teeth mm-hmm. and it like you swirled it around and like it was incredible that double sunshine mm-hmm. and uh, the the well water in the well is like that it it wasn't it was it, it, the first one reminded me I go that's like double sunshine mm. uh, so if you can get a a growler of that I would yeah, highly, I'll, highly, I'll highly recommend it it's got that thicker mouth feel but mm-hmm. a dry finish that leaves that nice clean you know full citra. Uh, without the cat pee nature of it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So it was really good. Oh, the cat piss. <laughs> mercy. Certainly try to avoid you that. Son of a gun, mercy. I love Citra, but, you know. Uh, did somebody erase some of their topics? Huh? No, one, no one's erased. I didn't erase any topics. Oh, okay. Erase? Well, there's like there's more topics. Um, yeah, let's there. do some of that. Let's I think get some of our, Have we decanted long that? enough? Yeah, we're oh, good to let's go. Let's try it. I'd love to try some of this uh, Avenue Number 1, and then that gives me a chance to talk about Degard, too. Do it. <laughs> So real quick, uh, we were we were well, we weren't joking, but uh, our little inside joke is who is Chad brewed with? So Chad, you have an oh, announcement. Right. Uh, what's coming up for the pro am this year? First of all, let's talk about what Chad said on the previous show, shall we? Oh, what, <clears throat> do you remember what Chad said about the uh, pro am? Do, do you remember yeah. that? I think I remember him. Saying, he, didn't he say something it? about I'm going to give someone else a chance this year, or something yeah. like that? It was. So, uh, <laughs> Okay, you know, so <laughs> I've done it four years in a row. So I've done, yeah, I've done the uh, Pro Am four years you know, in a row. I'm too good for we'll this, or something like that. Some awards, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see, Fort George. Um, <laughs> uh, is it was it Ecliptic the next time? Then Great Notion, and then Block Fifteen. I think, if I'm remembering it correctly. <laughs> so this year, I don't, are you reading, show, so are you reading the tattoo on your arm <laughs> right <laughs> now? Right on my ass. So. Yeah, so originally I wasn't going to do it, thinking that, all right, four years in a row is enough, let some other people participate. Um, But 
uh, so I let the deadline come and go, and um, I was like, okay, I'm not going to enter. And they changed the rules this year, definitely, where you are randomly chosen to brew with the brewery. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I think that's fun, um, because every previous year I've always reached out to the brewers and got to brew with them. So um, the event coordinator, uh, uh, Steph Bernhardt, contacted me and just said, hey, we have a couple home brewers uh, positions still open. We really like you to participate we love having you do the event because i and do we a have bunch of promo. photos of you that you can't run from <laughs> turns out the amount of ass you have to kiss on nooner is how much to get yeah, him to brew for you not very <laughs> not very much at one, all just a single, just a single email yeah. really so i was like okay yeah if you need me yeah no if but you if you me so anyway i i uh yeah i applied and i i kind of in the back of my mind i wanted to brew with ex novo anyway they were actually one of the ones i was going to reach out to because i just think our styles would kind of mesh and lo and behold I got paired up with them, so um, that was cool. So just met with Ryan um, on Thursday. Who's Ryan? Ryan's the head brewer um, at the Portland uh, location. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's in New Mexico, probably visiting the other brewery. Yeah, they're opening a brewery yeah. there. Yeah. So um, yeah, we decided we're going to go with a Berliner. Um, I convinced him that we're not going to do a boil. It's not going to be a kettle sour. So. We have plans to heavily fruit it. I think we're going to try to get fresh nectarines and ferment. This will be the first time he's fermented on fruit. Um, he's added it, obviously, in blending and other sours, but he's like, hell yeah, that sounds really awesome. So, um, so yeah, that's coming up. That event's going to be October 14th. Uh, it's a Sunday. It's at Left Bank. And, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. But Do you have a brew date yet? Um, tentatively the 29th, so okay. coming up soon. So be there on the 29th. Mm-hmm. You got it. All right. Sounds mm. awesome. That's good. Sounds well, awesome. we are drinking a delicious Degard. Tell us what's happening here. Yeah, so uh, we're drinking uh, Avenue Number 1, which is a uh, two-year wild farmhouse ale aged in oak barrels with uh, cherries, and it's blended with Altbrow uh, for new avenues for youth. And... Uh, Altbrow is the brainchild of our good friend Tim Decker, who is uh, out of the Bay Area. Um, Tim is one of those people that heard about our event and said, what can I do to help? And uh, so he formed uh, this collaboration with the Guard to make this beer. That's awesome. Um, so we really appreciate Tim. And Jeez. he just started an Indiegogo campaign for his new brewery. Uh, so check it out for Altbrow uh, if you're interested in that. Um, we really appreciate and love Tim Decker and Altbrow. But getting back to DeGard, um, I believe it was our second year that we did the event. Um, we got an email that said... We heard about your event, and we are just starting up a new brewery on the Oregon coast, and we want to contribute. We think we'll have some bottles ready in time. Are you guys interested? And we said, we've never heard of you, but sure, that would be awesome because we had just started out, and the year before, we were literally pulling bottles out of our cellar to do the event. (laughs) So uh, that would be great if anyone wants to contribute. That would be awesome. And it actually, for some reason, I don't think it worked out that year. They didn't get all the licensing. They weren't up to running at the time. But by year three, the next year, um, DeGard was up and running. They'd already started getting a little momentum. And Trevor and Lindsay, uh, even though they couldn't donate for that first year, they attended and bid and had a great time. And so they have been truly 
one of our nearest and dearest, most loved supporters from day one. They sought us out. They found the event and they have been, cool. you know, our, our backbone really mm-hmm. from day one. And mm-hmm. so they've done special beers for us. Uh, we're now on Avenue 4. Uh, which we recently did last year uh, with Pierre Tilcan. He brought over uh, uh, kegs of his various components that he uses to blend his goose. And so he took, you know, bone and lindemans and different kegs. Mm. He brought over and they did a blending session in Tillamook with Trevor's Wild Ale. And we took different components. Mainly we sat and watched Pierre and Trevor (laughs) do their thing. thing. And (laughs) uh, it was funny watching the two of them together. Pierre's very mathematical and very calculating. And Trevor is more painting in broad strokes and very (laughs) artistic. And Mm. so watching the two of them together was, was something... Um, very special but um, they've created this avenue series where we've got avenue one two three and four um, which are these collaboration brews that are just for our event just for new avenues and um, yeah they're really special so after Um, the event you can't go down to the garden find this sitting on the shelf to take home not to take home. You can drink, drink it on there. They do every now and then. They release some from their mm, library. From um, Avenue 3. So Avenue mm. 1 and 2 was uh, cherries and I believe raspberries. Uh, the first year that we did the collaboration, those were both two-year wild farmhouse blends. Avenue 3 is a blend of Degard Wild Ale and five or six vintage kegs of Lambic that Trevor had on hand. We won't say who, um, but he blended those into Avenue 3. Mm-hmm. And then Avenue 4 was the one that we did with Pierre. So Avenue 1 and 2 are like pure uh, uh, Degard. Degard. And then Avenue 3 and 4 are, are actual blends with, with Lambic and, and the Tillamook huh. Wild Ale. And so those are really, they're really special beers yeah. for us. Uh, and, and we hope people enjoy them. One of the things that I think people like about going to events is the ability to get a special beer. You know, sure. you can only get it at that event. And, yep. you know, the times are that, you know, hype is part of what it is. And we want that hype. You know, we mm-hmm. got a good yeah. cause. And so these things that, that people like to guard, share with us, allow us to kind of generate some of that it's hype. great that names like that can generate hype for a cause like this. yeah absolutely I, mean, I think that's a perfect you know application of hype in <laughs> that sense yeah. yeah and that they're i mean they're not just donating bottles they're actually you know blending something for the event is is really rad that's yeah. so cool and if you and come to the like event, a cherry pie by the it way it is it's like cherry pie <laughs> and i'm amazed that that's so that's year one the amount of cherry and spice in that beer still to this date is, is incredible and i and i'm it's sure like, decanting it was part of that too but it's phenomenal like, still yeah and there's like i mean like in like a opinion. clover or cinnamon hints in here too that kind of but yeah i mean it's like a cherry pie this is amazing yeah and i would say if you open it right away and start drinking it it'd be way too sour mm-hmm. but if, by allowing it to decant and allowing it some of that to off gas it does allow some of that fruit and mm-hmm. the spice to I come agree. out so yeah fantastic that's, uh, one thing i've found but yeah i just can't say enough about trevor and Lindsay, matt you know their whole team out there everyone mm-hmm. has been so <clears throat> supportive of us and uh they come out to the event it's fun watching them interact with you know people their fans and other brewers you know because we do get a lot of brewers coming in for the event now so mm-hmm. it's a big community of people that you know it's like an annual reunion almost at the yeah. event so <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun that's uh, fantastic that's yeah. good uh next on our list i don't know who wrote this Micah i did ships 
Who's more excited, you or you, Marcus? Marcus or Chad? is probably more excited because it's more advantageous for him. But yeah. Mecca Great Estate Malts that uh, does primarily all the malting for Ale Apothecary. I think Ale Apothecary has switched one. They're 100 percent now. Yeah. Um, a lot of other really good breweries use Mecca Great. If you don't know Mecca Great Estate Malt, they're down in um, Madras, Madras, area. Oregon. Uh, Seth Klon owns the property they grow all of their own uh barley and they're a malt house so it's all on a single farm they also raise their own uh hard and uh i think spring meat Mm -hmm. and they're raising rye now i think Mm -hmm. seth talked about possibly doing uh spelt malt at one point that's the rumor but um it's a premium malt and it comes with a premium price tag um when i was meeting with ex novo uh i talked about a little bit about, about mecca grade malt and they're like it's just you know it, it's a it's an expensive malt but it's really worth it but for home brewers um you can only get it three places you can get it at the um corvallis homebrew supply the homebrew shop in madras and down here in portland at fh steinbart's um and they won't sell it anywhere else but Mecca just now started shipping directly to homebrewers. Hmm, so yeah. you can get it at a good price. Um, shipping was how much? The shipping the shipping was like twenty seven dollars for a fifty pound bag. Yeah. But the it off the offset of price, I actually saved money by ordering yeah. it straight from Mecca grade versus right. going having to travel to Corvallis yeah. or wherever to get and it's con- all, so. it's it's convenient for me for me because I I work near FH Steinbart so I can get it there. Yeah. But mm-hmm. now just being able and um, Brewlosophy podcast has been using them a lot. I know Experimental well, Brewing, yeah, then, and they're not Con and the big uh, thing is like guys. their Pilsner malt isn't just the same type of of grain that you get for Pilsner everywhere else. They've right. actually said, why would we replicate this? We yep. want something that's going to create our own character, and so they're they're very much as you said a specialty malt. Yeah, and so their Pilsner just has so much more flavor in it. And if you're doing a, a straight-up Pilsner, you know, lagering yep. a Pilsner, it's going to provide a lot more malt character. I actually had to adjust my recipes for lagers once I started using Mechagrade. Yeah. Because there was so much flavor involved with it. I upped my hopping schedule. Yeah, they have a very, um, and it's a very rustic flavor with their Pelton is their version of their yep. Pilsner malt. Um, this is a Hellas I brewed um, using it and their version of... Uh, um, I forget what other malt, but anyway, um, it's a big thing for homebrewers because now a lot more people have access to the Mecca malt. Um, Seth is a awesome guy. He loves homebrewing and I'm glad that they took that step. So yeah. more people. So yeah, if you're a homebrewer or whatever, I mean, it's support, you know, it, it is more expensive, but you know, supporting a local farm that does, mm-hmm. you know, a hundred percent on their farm. Um, and just, just. Their malt's fantastic. I mean, I've been using them almost exclusively. I mean, I've, I've kind of gone pale. that direction. Yeah. So yeah. what you're saying is I should be expecting better beers from you too. Would you like to try this Hellas? I will, but we need to move on to a mystery beer. All right. So. Would you like to try this mystery beer? <laughs> are, are you next? <laughs> I've got a sour. Okay. Should we? Should we? You, you want to do a sour, or do you want to move to a stout and then back to a sour? Yeah. Let's flip flop. Let's All do right. a stout. Can we go just, first? You want me to go first? Mine is going to crush your palate. So. Oh. Yeah. Okay, it's up to you. I'll go. We don't want to crush anybody yet. Crush my palate. He brought Dark Lord. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. more Dark I like Lord. you guys. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't know you would like us. I remember so. back in the day I, when right. I started getting into it, I would, like traded so much shit to get all the Dark Lord variants I, one year. I forget when it was, like 2013. And I traded so much stuff and went through so much effort. Yeah. And I was 
disappointed with every single Dark yeah, Lord that we open. You know, we I, someone did a test with Dark Lord because I find it really sweet. Oh, I'm, and yeah, someone it's de- very someone decarb let it sit out and, and took the carbonation out of it and remeasured, and it's like the finishing gravity on that beer is the starting gravity for a double IPA. Yeah, it's like it's it's insane. So under attenuated. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's way under attenuated. Marcus, yeah, oh I, sure, yeah. I just can't abide by that beer. The one I did have, and it's like you know, have those beers that you still remember. Uh, it was before the Adam from the Wood release back oh, yeah. in 2011, I believe. And Alan had organized a bottle share the night sure. before. And this was when I was first starting to get into bottle releases, beer releases. It was Adam from the Wood, 2011. And there was a bottle share at the old uh, Commons space, right before the Commons had even opened there. And uh, some guy brought the Brandy Vanilla Dark Lord. <laughs> and, and it was like he opened it and there was an immediate flock of people around him and but i got up i got a sample pour from somebody and i can still kind of taste that beer. and you've it's had like, diabetes to this day <laughs> Diabe- <laughs> diabetes wilford brimley <laughs> diabetes brandy vanilla dark yeah uh, brandy vanilla dark Lord. this is yours sean this is mine to tell stop. me what you think <laughs> yeah i think i gave that away it smells great so I like that this uh, bruise kind of came out of your own affliction as well for pursuing bottles and yeah. trading and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. In the pursuit yeah. of the yeah. rare beer. I got into it and you know quickly realized uh, I'm in a really cool Facebook group called Just Beer where it's just a bunch of guys. We've got 100 people from across the country that just trade beers and mm-hmm. just at cost. We just, hey, you sent that's me nice. a beer. Oh, yeah. Surprise nice. boxes. Nice. It's your yeah. birthday. You get dumped on. Yeah. Like, it's a cool group of guys. And so we get to try beers from all across the country that way. That kind of gets me into exposed of different areas of trading and things like that. But yeah. I don't trade too much these days. Uh, but... Every yeah. now and then, you know, selectively. We got so much great beer here. Yeah, I know. exactly. Yeah. That's why, why we stopped. To trade yeah, those? we uh, had last time, last show we had a guy on who was a beer nerd and he's big. And he He's kind of calmed down from the trading scene as well, but he's he did a lot of that. And you know, he even said, you know, that we are in the prime location for just shelf beer that's just amazing. Yeah, you it's know? nuts. And we're just lucky to have now, that. Now, if you know where to look, you can find all kinds of great Yeah, exactly. Stuff so. yeah. You don't have to look very hard to find Pilsner, is all I'm saying. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> and that's, a, that's I, a glorious thing. Yeah, you, is that damn. a self-reference again? I brought I brewed a Hellas. <laughs> so it's this is fantastic. It's this got is very some, nice. It's got some vanilla. It's got some There's bourbon. Some coffee, I think. Yep. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> it's got that some, sounds very good. It's got good. some rhino suit. What do you think so? Let's start hearing some guesses. He's thinking vanilla rhino suit is what he's just said. <laughs> vanilla rhino? I don't even know what that is. Oh, well, it's not that. my guess. Well, I mean, it might be it. I, I just didn't know that's what I I agree. Had. I don't know if there's actually coffee in this. Um, I think there might be, but there's definitely vanilla. I mean, there's some yeah. nice. I don't think coffee. I think no. It's just, you think it's just it's from just the, the malt? roasted malt? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. There is definitely vanilla. Um,. Take a stab at the ABV of nine point five. Nope. Higher. It's gonna be higher than that. Thirteen. Lower. Twelve. A little lower. <laughs> I'm just gonna say numbers between nine and five. <laughs> just keep up with the numbers. Eleven four. Hmm. Is it? <laughs> I'm not sure if I've had this beer. I don't think I have. I don't There's so many it. fucking beers. Now. I know like, how many. How like you know. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like oh, it's a barrel aged beer oh, with vanilla. It's worth five hundred dollars a bottle. It had a never gold, heard of it. <laughs> it had a goldish wax on it. Did it, uh, it eclipse? Did. 
Vanilla. Those are big bottles, though. Those are yeah. That's not a twenty-two. That's a, that looks like a five hundred, possibly. Yeah, I think hmm. it's from Ailsong. <laughs> Do you? Only I bring Ailsong. Ailsong. <laughs> Correct. Okay. I didn't bring that's an Ailsong. I, I didn't bring an <laughs> Ailsong beer <laughs> this time. Chad brought Ailsong like three months in a row. I did not. <laughs> mm. Kind of like Marcus and his Jester Kings. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm at a loss. I don't know which brewery. Yeah. I. It almost has the characteristic of a Fremont, but again, the bottle size isn't right. It's not Rusty Nail. Rusty Nail's smaller. Mm-mm. It's Rusty. got red, red, red wax. Mm-hmm. Oh, what color is the, the wax? It's gold-ish. Oh, uh, Is that okay. cheating? <laughs> we always look at each other's bottles. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I don't know either. It's a new Deschutes beer, because that's what we did last time. He does, you do bring it a lot of It doesn't taste like a Deschutes beer. It doesn't taste like a Deschutes. Like Deschutes. Mm-hmm. Marcus, I, you're I'm wrong. not sure. It's not Deschutes. Okay, thanks. Yeah, James has the brewery. Ailsong, all right. Oh, it really? Song? Mm-hmm. Well, fuck, but it's I not Vanilla Rhinosaur? Imperial Stout aged in rum, bourbon, and whiskey barrels. Ah, okay, the Rack House. Yeah. The Rack House, okay. Nice. So, Dude. To, this is tasty. Chad always wants to read. It's very good. <clears throat> Talk about another brewery that's just kind of knocking it out of the park. Yeah, it's a shame that we don't bring them more on the show. <laughs> Every time, Jesus Chad, Christ! Some of us brewed with them. No, yeah. Song donates to brews, so Do they? we love Matt Van Wick and their whole team awesome. down there. They're awesome. They've got a great relationship with Block Fifteen, I believe, where they get. Um, is it all their wort? I don't know. All I their, don't know that they don't actually oh. brew at Song. They just barrel they just age. Just barrel age and okay. blending, which seems super fucking smart to me. Oh yeah, that's. I if mean, that's what you're. That's if other that's other what you're like, doing. That's, what Til- that's like what Tilquin does, right? They, that's exactly right. They're just that's a blendery. A, yeah, yeah. Beer, yeah, that's so, a good beer. I think that's yeah. what Ailsong does. Okay, they get all their stuff from <laughs> yeah. Block Fifteen. Yeah. Rare Which, Barrel. If does you're gonna that. have to get yeah. wort from somewhere, Block, yeah. Block 15, Fifteen. Their new production site. Exactly. Have you been there down in Corvallis? Yes, I have. Impeccable. Very nice. There's another brewery. If I can give a shout out, Nick Arzner and his whole team at Block Fifteen. Since day one, they have said, "How can we help?" Mm -hmm. Um, what do you guys want from us they were one of our early uh guest brewers as a local brewery and uh we just have nothing but love for nick yeah a lot of respect for those guys i just want cassidy year-round it just came out last week (laughs) i know i need to grab it dude that is my favorite beer that they yeah it's my yeah ours too yeah love it ours chad named after nick's daughter (laughs) yeah cassidy right yeah Yeah, i brought that on the show after i tried brewed with him (laughs) <laughs> he, brewed, yeah. he, he brewed with them last year for the home brewer that's uh, true yeah. yeah no nick is great he's very humble he's kind of like, like chad he's chad like, is not humble know, he's a rock star in a lot of ways oh he, yeah he's, he's crazy super, he's super humble i know he's invested a lot he's put a lot on the line to build up block 15 and yeah. and make it what it is but well and he's you kept know. them autonomous like they don't distribute yeah. they don't have a distributor tie no nothing help. they do everything on their own which In-house, is amazing yeah. 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 so it gives them it's a lot of risk but it's a lot yeah. of control that they've got and yeah. uh, you see it reflected in the the quality i think of their product from top to bottom yep. yeah. gloria i sent some gloria oh, to some friends yeah. and they're like Great dude pilsner. send me more of gloria yeah, yeah. gloria is amazing it's an underrated pilsner <laughs> it is and yeah. you can get it Not at any supermarket almost a good supermarkets you walk in yep. there's yeah. gloria so it's yeah. like two blocks from where i work green zebra gloria's on the shelf i grab it and oh, it's Morris. ready for at home is <laughs> that is good go for it yeah. <laughs> yeah please drink up because otherwise we just sit around that's here very after good the show where'd you get that at uh, I think I got that at Market of Choice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Which I I never get there enough, and every time I go there, I always find these little gems. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, who put SS Chronicle <clears throat> on the... Board? I did. What is that? Marcus got a new fermenter. Oh. Yeah, I got a stainless steel fermenter. 
finally upgraded. We'll talk about it. You're looking at me like I should know this. Uh, it's a <laughs> stainless steel fermenter. Uh, it? <clears throat> it's a half barrel, which is which is meters? going to be which is going to be in the 17 gallon it's range. A, 17 gallons. Okay. It's, yeah. it's roughly 70. How big is 70 your brew or 80 system? liters? I have a half barrel brew system. Okay, so you can fill it up in one brew. Yeah, typically. Nice. Yeah, typically, you want a, a bit more headspace, you know, than that than your than your limitations, so you don't you know have the Krausen shoot out of. Mm. Right. airlocks but yeah you don't have to do two brews to fill it up correct yeah, yeah no yeah that was yeah appropriately sized right um it, it affords me a lot of neat things like i can actually do uh dry hopping under pressure now with mm. this so a lot of new england style trillium does this a lot where they dry hop most of their ipas under pressure mm. um better extraction <clears throat> Yeah, yeah you, same thought as in my mind. What yeah. did you say? Under dun, pressure. Dun, 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 dun. Under yeah. pressure. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you, ice, if you dry, baby. Oh, sorry. Yeah, if you dry hop under pressure, I mean, you're uh, under pressure. Uh, you're um, <laughs> reducing the risk of oxidation and losing yeah. those volatiles. Mostly you're keeping um, the volatiles in yeah. Yeah, more. But also what I'm excited about, because <laughs> he bought it before I did, and we had a pack that we were going to buy them at the same time, because we essentially have the same fermentation setups, but he bought the conical way before I have bought it uh you were selfless and bought somebody an ipad yeah instead I know, so that's on you yeah i could have bought it let's just say i could have bought it but anyway um it's like they're married yeah we Ozzy brewed, and we brewed yeah, together right. um no so yeah that was a that was a big step it's a big purchase yeah so. it's really cool i'm i'm pretty excited about it. it it enables for me to to be able to uh save off and repitch yeast a lot easier than it mm-hmm. is currently for me um, so that'll mm. actually, I mean, if I want to run the numbers, I'm like, oh yeah, sure. 30 brews in, I'll have paid for it. Yeah. 30 brews in. Just, <laughs> just in the yeast alone. <laughs> but that's really, I mean, the amount that we brew roughly 26 times a year. I, we brew a lot. Yeah. yeah so I, last year I brewed 26 times. Or anything so I have a fermentation the... chamber so I can, oh, wow. I control yeah. the temperatures, uh, badass, okay. down that way. Yeah. Nice. Is that the fridge so, out in the garage? It's a freezer that we converted. It's a with freezer with a temperature regulator okay. on it down to one yeah. degree. And so yeah. this fermenter fits yeah. in And then it thing? has a thermal well on it, so you just shove your temperature yeah. probe in there and, you know, so I've known a few at local and... breweries that have struggled with, you know, maintaining <clears throat> temperature in mm-hmm. their yeah. fermenters. And sure. when they move from, you know, even plastic fermenters to stainless steel with mm-hmm. proper glycol you know, yeah. additions and things like that, it's a... Yeah. In, immensely noticeable difference in the quality yeah. of the beer that comes out it'll know? be interesting to see if it's a, if it changes things at all for yeah. what i'm producing because I, mean, I do have some beers that i make fairly regularly and even just the um, geometry of the tank itself during fermentation yeah. <clears throat> with the cone the conical bottom and how's that going to interact but yeah i mean being able to dump the yeast you know and you know dry hopping and yeah in all that all in one vessel the other nice thing will be um <clears throat> when i'm doing like a cold crash when you cold crash beer to get everything, you know, all the particles and whatnot to fall out of the beer so you can get something a little bit cleaner. You introduce oxygen. You introduce oxygen because it creates a vacuum, right? And so typically in our old fermenters, it's just like, well, I'm going to end up fermenter. with your fermenter. Yeah. <laughs> but with this, I could just hook CO2 up to it uh, and fill it up and, and fill it up. And so that'll even preserve the IPAs and yeah. not that I make that are really volatile even better than currently. Yeah. So it's going to be cool. Yeah. It'll do all CO2 transfers, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice. It'll be I'll be getting mine um, in January. Awesome. <laughs> By then, my calendar for 2019, where I take a picture of myself in a different position for every month with my new SS Brutech, will up. be out, and I will give it to you <laughs> for Christmas. In various stages of undress. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> All the stages of just undress. violating. <laughs> Are we going to cleanse our palate with your Hellas? Would you like to? I would like to. <clears throat> that would be great. This ale song was awesome, though. Yeah. It was really good, yeah. I'm a fan of that. Had you not had that before? Not that one, no. Okay. And does it actually have vanilla? I didn't see anything on the... Maybe on the back description. I don't have my glasses on. You take a look there. I don't think it does. It just has some vanilla-esque... Yeah. That's probably the rum. It says, velvety aromas of vanilla, coconut, and oak. Yeah. So they maybe waved some vanilla beans nearby. Thank you. Can you get the vanilla from from the rum barrels? You can. Yeah. You can get vanilla from oak. Yeah. Yeah. Usually I just get nastiness from rum barrels. (laughs) How dare you, sir? What kind of rum (laughs) barrels are you hanging around? I don't know. It's just not my favorite treatment. Rum barrels and... In beer? Yeah, in beer. It's just not my favorite treatment. It tends for me to lead to more just like... Alcoholy, like yeah. denatured mm-hmm. alcoholy, mm-hmm. yeah, strong, mm-hmm. uh, raw alcohol flavor. What's worse, rum reason. barrels or tequila barrels for beer? Oh, oh, um, <laughs> probably tequila barrels. We probably we're hitting on the nail. Here. But they're sometimes mm-hmm. they're both because yeah. it was like it was a rum barrel, then it was a tequila barrel. So uh, you, uh, oh. you get. Although I did like the Deschutes uh, Tequila Abyss. I thought that beer was okay. We didn't try. I, I never tried, tried any of the variants this year. And I think you can still find that. I know. Shows. I know. I wasn't a big fan of the lots of them, but the tequila one, it's the tequila and vanilla beans and mm. actually mm. goes together. Worked out okay. Well. Yeah. Which, by the way, did I tell you that Deschutes in Bend has cubed or had at least had cubed for sale in bottles? I think yeah. I saw an announcement about that, that they had a very small batch release this yeah. year of cubed. Yeah. I the tried Black to... Butte. Is that yeah. the, the one in the whiskey? The Black yes. Butte yeah. whiskey? Yeah. 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 It was drinking it. Fresh it was one of the best beer experiences I've ever had. I got a couple extra bottles. It didn't age so well, but that day it that still day, was good. It was, but it, it, was but good, it wasn't but not, what it was. Not like the yeah. day when we had it, it right out of the tap. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna see Shwepi on Thursday, so I'm gonna see if maybe he brought me a bottle because I asked him to pick pick one up for me. Uh, this is good, Chad. I like this. Thank you. This is a good summer beer. Yeah, it's been lagering for about four weeks now. Um, so you know, ideally two more weeks lagering yeah. and it should be good. Um, but nice again, multi backbones. Yeah, yeah. It's totally. I mean, it, it's funny because you think about um, you know, like lager beers. It's so much different than a pilsner. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just a just a totally it different is, yeah. style. It's just it's nice. It's got a little bit of sweetness, but it's still light. Uh, hops aren't nearly as present as in a you know a pilsner. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of fun brewing that beer. Um, I've still got like uh, like three quarters of that one keg, maybe half of it, because I filled up a couple stuff for some people. And then I got another keg of it. A couple stuff for some people? Yeah. That's good English. I didn't sell any beer to anyone <laughs> illegally or anything. I'm just saying. But anyway, um, yeah. I make so. the growler fill for two people a couple <laughs> stuff times. Yeah. it's You know what? It's paid for. It'll pay for my fermenter in no time. That's right. Yeah. Uh. Um, yeah, but lagers are fun. I need to brew another one. Um, I've got a Saison in the fermenter now, so I'll move that over, and I think I'm going to do a Pills this weekend. All right. I'll uh, like Gloria. That's probably what I'll shoot for. Okay. Oh, nice. Probably do Laurel Hops, so. though. Of course. Like uh, last of course. thing on our list, New England IPA makes debut at GABF and immediately becomes the most competitive category. Who wrote that? Oh, you, you're not, you don't have the most updated version of that. I didn't. I nope, because I had another one. I added another well, one or two I things. There was something else on there, and it's not yeah. on this. Okay. Oh, the re- largest reseller of packaged craft so beers. I, 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 yeah, I rephrased the question, but the so this year at GABF, 
the New England style IPA is a new category. Okay. Like they're finally, you know, separated out, right? It. <clears throat> so this year they had 300 this for this year's judging, they're having 313 regular style IPAs that were submitted for for tasting. That's not New England style. I was going to ask you how many do you think New England style IPAs were submitted? 5,000. You said almost. No. <laughs> So how many for no. how many for standard IPA did you say? Three hundred and thirteen. And how many for New England? Hazy? And that's what I was going to guess you. How many do you think in the first year? How many were submitted? Five hundred. It was four hundred and twenty or something that's like that. It's the stupid. most submitted category <laughs> first year. Uh, now here's the interesting thing about it is that um, they uh, they accept uh, you have to have the beer delivered to the judge to the contest by the twenty fourth of August. But they don't start judging oh. until the 19th of September. <gasps> oh, oh that's How do you think those hazy IPAs are going to do a month on? I mean, that's yeah. that's a serious issue. Shelf stability is a serious issue with those beers. Wow, I don't know. I've had beers shipped across the country and uh, in the summertime, and yeah. even if you drink them fresh, they're they're, they're still they're, falling off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, oh. that category is tough. I mean, how can you judge a beer that is so? Temporal. Yeah, yeah, I need to be drank. And, at and this now I didn't even moment. realize they had that that window. I'm like, well, even regular IPAs a month on. I mean, they're still good, but it's a that's totally a different beast bit, than what. Yeah, they the brewers are not like intending you to drink that a month. They want you <laughs> and, to drink it fresh. Yeah, and they're packaging them. And they're judging the best IPA <sighs> in the country off of that. Yeah, kind of strange. There you to go. Me. Like, how low is your dissolved dissolved oxygen? oxygen. Exactly. That's my first thought. You better have a DO meter, <laughs> and it better be below like ten. Uh, it, or yeah, I mean, who's done the stuff? No, Under think ten is unheard of. I don't think anybody. I know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Under fifty is usually pretty good. Yeah. For they, most. I mean, they for shelf stability. Yeah. They're like. I acted like I knew what that meant. Oh. No, you nailed it. You said you dissolved did. oxygen. We're like. I was about to say it. And I was like, did he point? just say do before me? Are you fucking kidding me? They might know and I just start staring. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about beer and that's a ridiculous category, really. Oh, yeah. All of them. Now we've talked about this a bit on the show, and as an avid listener, I'm repeating this. To you, Alex. but <laughs> as but no, an avid just, listener, <laughs> hanging on every. Did I mention my two-year-old and four-year-old? Yeah, right. No, it's uh, just like four hundred, you know, whatever of these, you know, and they're late coming in. They're going to sit around for a month, and they're going to be judged as the best New England-style IPA on the planet. It's like, what's the point of this competition? It's kind of gotten a little, you know, yeah. Does anyone really so, pay attention to GAV anymore? I mean, I honestly, know. no. I remember nope, there was like a period in my life where I thought that would have been the coolest thing to go to, and now I'm just like, oh, thank God, I, I would probably would have an anxiety attack. So. I would rather go to Festival of the Dark Arts, and I would go to GABF. Yeah. Or Bruce for New Avenues. Or Bruce for New Avenues. I should yeah. have mentioned the festival. <laughs> well done, Chad. And I would like to say you guys it. are all invited. We've got complimentary GA tickets for oh, all man. you guys. What? Come a little, Come a little early. We might get you in for a sneak no. peek of the Wait, VIP. Me, what's the date? August twenty fifth. So but we're less how, than two. We're less than two weeks out. You two go in my behalf. You should really but come, knowing that it's we'll a good cause. Guys. We'll still. I think we should pay for our tickets. No, oh, no, I will no. pay. I will pay. I will pay. You will pay. Oh no, later. I will pay. You will pay. <laughs> I will pay. <laughs> but we'd love to have you guys. August twenty fifth at the Left Bank Annex. I'll, hey, I'll send you. Go. I'll send you the information. Oh, I never that's very nice. Stuff. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I never get to go to the fun stuff. Uh, we'll tell you about it. I'm okay. having more of this cherry de garden. <laughs> well, sorry. I'm ready for your mystery, mystery beer. beer. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we got one last one here. Well, Chad's got his open. Oh, we haven't had. Oh, yeah, yeah, so let's do we Chad's, and then we'll do his, and yeah. then yeah. I'll just do a small pour of mm. this. 
That's a sour. Should I have decanted this? It's we have a, a sour bunch of these too. A million. Actually, we're killing the bottles pretty good. Yeah, I got a strong liver. <laughs> I had a. We've strong been training liver. as well. <laughs> You're last, Sean. I'm always last. That's oh, that Cantillon's getting great too. Is it? It's like getting some apricot fruit coming on now. I think mm. I, I I just think sour beers in general. The more they warm up, the better they get. That's I feel true. like with that saison, it was too cold. Even mine. Like I'm like let I it warm did, up uh, a bit more. And while we're pouring, we did a fun experiment uh, a couple months ago. My friend Jeremy and I with uh, upright Fantasia mm-hmm. Fantasia. And uh, yeah, yeah. so I have the uh, maybe uh, typical under the stairs cellar, which is, you know, yeah. it, it was in my closet for a while. It was in my upstairs closet. It was in under my garage for a little bit. Now it's mm-hmm. under the stairs. It's dark. It's relatively cool, relatively. but it's not a temperature controlled, humidity controlled cellar. Right. So seven years ago, I believe it was, my friend Jeremy and I both bought Batch One Fantasia at the brewery at Upright. I took my case and stored it in my various squirrel nests of, right. you yeah. know, up in the tree and, <laughs> you know, under the roots and over here. Jeremy took his and put it immediately in his temperature controlled, <laughs> humidity controlled cellar. Yeah, sure. Fast forward to seven years later. We tried them side by side. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Very and good. I thought there was not going to be much of a difference. That's mm-hmm. really what I was expecting. That you know, mine have not been sitting in the sun. Yeah. They, but but it was fucking night and day. No shit. Wow. Night and day. Mine was. Un- Yours was amazing, and mine his was, was terrible. Mine was undrinkable. Really? No oh, kidding. No. And his was like peach skin and yeah, just fresh. fresh. Wow. It, it faded off. It's one of those things you notice with vintage beers that they fresh. Fruit you open them, up. and yeah. then ten minutes later they go. You can yeah. even tell even yeah. when it's been sitting in the glass. But when it was fresh, his was like. Boom, and the hmm. one that had been in my funky squirrel cellar, not so much. Wow. Not so that's, much. That's amazing. It was interesting. I that uh, yeah, I I keep all and and I don't sell her a whole lot of beers apart from what I brew my sours, but it, I keep Heineken's. them. I yeah, my Heineken's. Yeah. I keep them in one like a central closet in the house, you know, always in the dark, and I I don't move them. But that temperature fluctuates, but it never gets hotter than. 72 degrees in there probably in the summer so they're terrible now yeah they're just ru- drain pour them yeah <laughs> I, like i said i was surprised because i did take care mm. they're not you know they're bottles i care about so i, I took as good a care as i could yeah. have with them yeah and uh well it, i mean it, it's tough not everyone is gonna you know get cold storage and you know that's humidity controlled and all that is my fridge humidity controlled your fridge better have some humidity okay. control in it. <laughs> that sits about fifty four to fifty six. Yeah, no, that's so, great. Yeah. yeah, you're in you're in good shape there. Yeah, ideal temperature. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a base. I have a real. I'm lucky enough. I have an actual real basement, and it stays between fifty seven and sixty one, which is just a little high, but it's humidity controlled. No, that's, the basement is. Yep. Because otherwise, it gets too high humidity and causes problems. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so is that, what that little machine is down there. Yeah. It's a humidifier. And I think some of the decanting on this is like turbo aging a little bit in some ways where we're exposing it to To oxygen. oxygen But uh, doing it in that controlled manner with the lower temperature, I was stunned how big of a difference Hmm. it made. All right. This beer is very nice. Is is there fruit in this beer? Yes. This is Chad's beer. I don't think there is. I think this is a bunch of Brett that has just gone super fruity. Wait a minute. I hate Brett and I like this beer. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, uh, fruity Brett. You there are different types You're of Brett. You're a fruity Brett. <laughs> right. His name's Marcus. We've reached that part of the show. The yeah. show, I guess. No, I, I agree with you. There's, no, there's no fruit in here. It's Brett. Yeah, I think it's just Brett. Really? So yeah, there's Brett that produces like horse blanket funk, wet hay, and then there's Brett that produces just 
a I'm bunch like of peachy stone fruit, stone fruit yeah. esters. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Interesting. So you think there's no fruit? I don't think so. I think there's fruit. I'm going to challenge. Is it barrel aged? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it's definitely got some wine, white wine barrel. Is this? Um, it's going to be an upright beer. Okay. I'm guessing. Is the size right? I think it is. It's a 750. Yeah. Could be one of the upright. <laughs> I'm, the uh, I'm one of their uh, their anniversaries, yeah, maybe. That's what I was going to say too. Yeah. I don't know which one it would be, but well, those are gin barrel. I'm not getting a ton of gin. But are they all gin barreled? The anniversary beers are all gin barrel. Oh, they? okay. Yeah. Then it's not that. I don't think it's that. That's my guess. It's an upright that's a mixed culture. It's no fruit. There's a bunch of brett. Okay. That's my Is guess. Is the Pathways? We've had Pathways. We had Pathways. We had Pathways. A couple okay. shows ago. It was I brought that as really good. By the way. Did, you have, did you have Pathways? I love Pathways. pathways was, I love all things upright. So, yes. yeah, yeah. I, I'm, yeah, I'm a big fan of Path. He said my beer tastes like upright. Did you hear that? Upright again. Uh, I'll give another shout out to uh, Alex Gannum and and his whole team, Bobby and those guys. Um, Again, brews would not be what it is without the support from Upright and Alex. They've given us the blank check before. They're right across the street from our venue. So we have we said, hey, Alex, if we fucking run out of beer, can we come? Can we just party with (laughs) you? And he was like, fucking do it. He's like, you can come get kegs out of my cellar. We will keep this party going. Upright's amazing. Yeah, they are so cool. So did you get a keg raider at home and you'd grab six? You were like, we're out of beer. (laughs) I need six. And you just take them home for you. I thought the the event was last week. (laughs) (laughs) I have had Upright on tap at home, but all all kegs that I've had. How many taps do you have at home? Two two taps. I have a little five-gallon. Cool. A uh, little kegerator, so I can have two five-gallon. Nice. Uh, uh, what do they call them? The cornies. Corny yeah, sure. cornies. Yeah. yeah. I've brewed a few times, half a dozen times, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't have the equipment. I compare it kind of like owning a boat. It's better to have a friend mm-hmm. with yeah. a boat well, than actually say, own the boat yourself. You should come out to one of our places. It's and too bad you don't live brew. closer to where I'm at because <laughs> I need people to drink my beer. I oh, literally yeah. have too much. Marcus is <laughs> literally we like. Because we brew together eh, every couple of months or so, but yeah. we, we each brew at our own what? houses. You were there for the last time. You've only told me about four times. No, never mind. It probably has been a total of four <laughs> times, actually. But anyway, um, yeah, we have trouble giving away beer. There's peach. I mean, there's so yeah, much peach right. on this. Yeah, there could be peach right. in it. And the more I'm smelling it. It's... Yeah, there's just so much peach. Yeah. Marcus is right. Or Sean's right. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so any last I'm guesses? I'm never right with your beers. What did he say? I, didn't, I don't remember. Well, he I don't said listen it was to, a peach beer. I don't listen to Sean. Oh, so do you still think, and you guys said upright. I think there's peach in it. There's just so much peach on the nose. Okay. All right. Peach upright. That's what I got. So it's not upright. Um, there is peach in it. Yeah. And surprisingly. Oh, it's ex Why didn't I guess that? <laughs> it is oh, ex novo's quator. Curse brings ex novo. I know. Why didn't we guess that? So it's a barrel-aged <laughs> sour with fruit and the description. This is their fourth anniversary beer. Mm. Um uh, mixed very culture, nice. sour ale, ale aged in a year in Chardonnay barrels with Oregon oh, grown. I got the white wine. I get it too yeah. now. Yep. Um, I'm so like, what yellow, was that? So yellow peaches from Baird Farm Orchards. Uh, yeah. So really nice beer. That's very nice. Thanks, Ryan, for giving me that. And Ex Novo has a, a charitable cause for their core mission, right? They're, yeah, they're, a, they're a, a, a non-profit brewery. They're a non-profit brewery. Yeah, so yeah. We, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. 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 
Beer does good things. Love those guys. <laughs> Brewers in general, you're, I mean, as you said, most people in beer are just really some of the, you know, the top of the line. They'll give yeah, you the shirt people. off their back for yeah. the most part. Yeah, you, know? you don't want yeah. them to because, you know, they're brewers. They need a shirt. But <laughs> they're stinky. But. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> no, we've had that. breweries that have contributed that we've later found <laughs> out like we're in dire financial straits oh, and gave us still beer, like some. still contributed. Wow. And we're like, God damn, you guys, like, yeah. you didn't have to yeah. do that. And yeah. they still are literally giving us a shirt off their back so that's, that's how much people care and we take that seriously so that's you know yeah. i have a regular job <laughs> yeah and a family and all that stuff but uh you know this is what i do because i love it and because we get such great results so, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Awesome. and you're making it and i love the fact that you have data and everything to show the positive impact you know and that you're making and with all the donations and what everybody's it's mm-hmm. a Pitching tangible, quantifiable yeah. difference. And like last yeah. year, we raised two hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's five full time, five full time positions at New Avenues. That That's amazing. Staff yeah. that they couldn't staff without this event. Mm-hmm. That's so, amazing. So cool. Uh, you know, those are any number of kids that may have otherwise slipped through the cracks. That That's instead a- get someone that grab them by the back of the shirt and say. No, we're not letting you do yeah. that. Like we're gonna we're gonna turn you around. So yeah. it's cool. I feel like I was always given a lot of opportunities and pretty fortunate to get a lot of chances in my mm-hmm. life. But these are kids that never got that shot, never got that person that believed in them or even that second chance. And so this is a way to help give back and give those kids yeah. the second <clears throat> chance. And uh, we have a great partnership with uh, Ben and Jerry's. Uh, mm. New avenues for youth. We have a ben, couple Ben and Jerry scoop shops, uh, one in the uh, downtown area and one by PSU, and they're fully staffed by youth that are in the the New Avenues nice. program. Right That's awesome. And I think it was two years ago. One of the youth got uh, New uh, Ben and Jerry's Employee of the Year and got <laughs> sent back to Vermont wow. to like work That's in awesome. corporate and like still working in their corporate office. And Whoa. like just coming from you know those humble beginnings. Uh, it's really cool to see what what we can do with you know selling a few yeah. selling a few beers. So and, uh, my question unfold. is, what will it take to get New Avenues set up in Washington County? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, so it's a challenge. There is, but seriously, you know, uh, donate your cellar. <laughs> starting off, it used to be that all the homeless uh, youth were focused in the downtown area. That was where kids came for services. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's where everything was focused. Now with um, cell phones and the way that everybody's mm. digital connected, it's not as necessary to be in that central. People are couch surfing a lot more. So there's less access to that social mm-hmm. uh, centralized services. Mm-hmm. So New Avenues is definitely spreading out into like East County. They're spreading out into Hillsborough. They're moving out with like satellite locations yeah. to hit those different areas um, because the demographic changes. And, yeah. um, you know, they're, they're certainly sensitive to that. And there's a lot more that goes into it than I am privy to, of course, but I know that they're always expanding out into those different areas yeah. and trying to go where the need where the need really is. Washington County is just dry for youth resources. Just absolutely dry. It's Yeah. It's it's sad because, you know, one of those kids gets kicked by the side and they got so much potential and it just yeah. takes a little bit of effort, a little diversion yeah. at the right time to get them headed back on the right track and mm-hmm. uh, so that's what we're working to do and we've been really successful doing and uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. We appreciate right. support from guys like you and 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 people in the community that that really make it happen well so. but on the flip side we got to say thank you to people like you who put this together i mean you know without you, you without brews for new avenues new avenues 
would be hurting, you know, because these places just don't get a lot of love. So it's, it's fantastic what you're doing. So thank you. Yep. No, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I say my job is so tough. I go around to all my favorite breweries and, right. you know, hit up all my friends for donations. And, right. Uh, you know, it could be worse, I guess. But yeah. Uh, yeah. people are so generous and uh, you get to have a lot of fun with our friends. And mm-hmm. uh, the Sunday after the event, my feet are sore. My back is sore. <laughs> yeah. My throat is sore. But my heart is really full. Oh. And it's it's <laughs> yeah. a nice feeling to yeah. see everybody coming together to support it. Yeah, so. that's awesome. With all that mm-hmm. good spirit, I'm going to fuck you guys up with this beer. <laughs> yeah, you are. Our friends right. at uh, ABV, I, I don't know if you know ABV, it's a local yeah. tap house yeah. out here. That we're They're re- supporters as well. Really, really good friends with those guys, and they're actually coming on the, the show next month. Um, but they've hosted a couple Kill the Keg Seriously events for us where all the proceeds from the keg have gone to our, our little cause, and <clears> so Freem and Block 15 have donated to that. <laughs> Uh, great notion recently did a fundraiser for us it's, it's an, and you know then I you know where I work people are like well is it appropriate to have beer blah 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 I go who <laughs> else is stepping forward the beer industry is the only people who are stepping forward it's to true. help out so yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't have so a problem so can with I it. spit about a couple of our live auction items real yes. quick so Ooh. we have got yes. some badass live auction items this year Marcus, get my your favorite ready. and yeah. uh, can I buy goes, it now <laughs> Sure, you got $20,000. Yeah, <laughs> So uh, one of the leading auction items this year is going to be the Dreefontaine Experience. And that involves... Oh, I read uh, about this. Airfare yeah. for yeah. two from just about any major airport to Brussels, lodging in beer cell, basically a two or three day experience hanging out with Armand, hanging out with Werner, hanging out with the whole Dreefontaine crew, seeing how they brew, how they blend, how they barrel, how they cooper, all the stuff. Blending, brewing, making your Dreefontaine beer with I can't fucking Armand. Yeah, uh, like <laughs> it's, it's it's amazing. So that's gonna be one of our really cool uh, auction items. We've got a lot of uh, kind of the experience events this year. So we've got the Dreefontaine experience. That's amazing to me. I'm sorry. Just yeah. seven yeah. years ago, you started off yeah, like from grassroots, off. and now you have an auction for brewing with fucking Armand, Armand from Dreefontaine. It's like. That's amazing. That's a short. I mean, a long but a short time frame for that to happen. It's Chad, crazy. Have you brewed with them? Uh, it's probably it's next the, year's brew. It's in the books. I the pro am next year. Well, first of all, no, no. Armand hasn't sent him an email yet <laughs> asking. So, yeah, no one's no, no one's done all the effort to get me to do it yet. So, so absolutely not. I'm glad your mind is as blown by all That's that crazy. as mine because yeah. you know that to me is the mecca. You know, yeah. and and he's kind of you know a high master in yeah. the whole art. And Absolutely. and if you got to hang out with him, he's a super humble guy. Yeah. He's a very affable. He's funny, joking, but he's really serious. I haven't serious. gotten to hang out with him. No. If you you should. <laughs> so I should. That, I should bid. You, is what you're saying. Anyone that goes to the to to visit Refontaine, they ha- he hangs out. He hangs there out. Now. Yeah. And so you can, you can literally go hang out with him. But he's very humble, very nice guy. Yeah. But getting it. That's so. That's we got the live auction with the Refontaine <laughs> experience. We've got. Uh, uh, Great Notion is doing a similar experience oh, where cool. you can go brew with Great Notion. They'll You've give heard, you a do we few just sleep in their place. <laughs> <No>. Sleep <laughs> in their place. Uh, uh, we've got a similar experience with Freem. So there's a Freem brewing oh, cool. experience. There's going to be a Jester King experience. What? So no, you can travel to Austin, wow. uh, get the lodging, Marcus. do that. So yeah. uh, that'll be a lot of fun. That is so cool. Um, so this year, kind of, it's the year of the experience. Almost, is that the first time you guys have had the experience packages? It is, yeah. yeah. It's something we've been pushing. Well, uh, Degard has done it for the last couple of years okay. with their broken truck experience. Uh. So they've allowed, uh, that was something they started with Tin Bucket. Yep, yeah. Uh, 
their truck literally broke down yeah. near Tin oh, Bucket, yeah. and they had to sell the keg, so Tin Bucket came through. He says and, it. He uh, said it uh, on his. So I, I got to be a member this year. He says it on his tour. Really? Oh, you were there, Chad. <laughs> and yeah, he, he literally says we'd have been out of business if Tin Bucket hadn't bought our beer for us when our truck bu- broke down. Yep. And yeah. Yep. Huh. So the Tin Bucket folks and and Trevor have been gracious enough to uh, allow bidders to bid on going to do the broken truck experience. Yep. And that's kind of the inspiration for it. So um, yeah, yeah, we've got some really great experiences. Cool. Boca Rider, uh, Raf. Suverins, if you've heard of him, uh, does some really crazy Lambic blends. Mm-hmm. And uh, last year, he brought some insane bottles. This year, it's going to be even worse. He's got a <laughs> nine liter of a uh, Macavin Jean uh, Lambic, which is very similar to the uh, Vinjon, mm-hmm. that yellow wine that Cantillon aged some uh, mm-hmm. Lambic in. So it's very... Uh, oxidized yeah uh wine uh, that they the the lambic just does fantastically and so yeah. we've got a, a nine liter nine liter bottle of uh <laughs> of, of uh blend from bokeh rider we've got some great packages with uh uli uh, uh some uh, some really fantastic stuff from uli so we've got a lot of great stuff last year the the highest bottle at the live auction uh sold for eighty three hundred dollars jeez God. what was that bottle uh, it was a three liter of St. Lambinus Grand Cru, which St. Lambinus is a great beer. St. Lambinus Grand Cru is like a step mm-hmm. up on that and yeah. never leaves the brewery in oh. any format. Yeah. And so you can buy it on site at Cantillon. You can get St. Lambinus Grand Cru from time to time, but it never leaves the brewery. The brewery yeah. On site only. And, and, so we and a three liter, three liter is like the only, yeah, one, it's huge. the only one in existence. Yeah, it sounds like. So, yeah. so we have a very special relationship. Did they with, fill it for you guys? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Oh my. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I, I like we, the look on your face when you say, that's right. <laughs> I, I think we've heard enough. Old smile. Um, <laughs> We do That's give awesome. um, 50% of the pro, uh, proceeds from the Cantillon, those live auction bottles, are shared with a Belgian charity. Oh, um, great. That okay. helps That's with good. Um, uh, children with cancer. Yeah. Oh, so awesome. uh, we are so appreciative of everything. All right, I guess. Yeah. You can do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's the hitch there. Even right, though we yeah. did all the work over here. <laughs> all right. So oh, except for gonna, making the beer. I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to say you can do a package where somebody can come and sleep on my couch and I'll open up my beer cellar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Sean Mayer. The Sean Mayer. Live, live the Portland Beer Club podcast, podcast experience. experience. Yeah. Yeah. Number one. The podcast you've never heard of. Come in and We'll just sit here. You guys can join us. We'll 25 cents. Anyone? 25 yeah. cents. We'll pay 30 cents a mile for you to drive to Hillsborough. Hey, I'll go pick you up. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry. Oh, wow. Yeah. As far In as my Gresham. old Subaru. Yeah, as far as east uh, as Gresham. No, the, uh, the live auction happens around 645 or 7 okay. during the general admission. So anyone can come. You pay 10 bucks. Yeah. Have a beer. We'll, watch the live we'll auction. Be there. It is so much fun. Yes, we will. And uh, last year, this guy, I mean, he just kept his hand up like this. <laughs> the yeah. entire time? And, and I go... Like I'm, I'm going, and pe- other people were bidding. Oh, he just wanted him. to donate. No, he was. It was against the the Saint Lambinus Grand Cru, oh. and he wanted to win it. And so other people were bidding. He just kept. He just his kept hand the whole time. The whole wow. time. And he and won it. it? Was like. 7,000, 7,100, 7,200, 7,300. And it kept going back. And then. So Phil Knight must have really wanted that beer. (laughs) (laughs) He kept his hand up till he won. Wow. And he won. Do you know what he did with it? Did he, like, 
Anybody we know, keep track of that guy? It's, a, it's private, so we okay, don't, all right. yeah, we oh. don't disclose what people do. Fair enough. The only thing we ask is that people don't resell the bottles. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. Um, yeah. Come people on. trade them, drink them, hopefully enjoy them. Drink don't, them. Don't, don't do drink that. them with yeah. your friends That's and family. That's the only thing what? we ask. Uh, do you get a, any kind of turnout with local celebrities at this oh, event? Wasn't the guy that drain pours? Uh, Lisa beers. Morrison, the beer goddess. Well, of course. Yeah. yeah Lisa's know. been on our old show. She's yeah. a local celebrity, but uh, we love Lisa. We haven't seen too much uh, in the way of local celebrities. We did uh, this year. We were until s- now super <laughs> fortunate uh, to have a great partnership with uh, Oregon Brewery. Festival mm-hmm. and Art Laurence. Mm-hmm. Um, they we've been the guest uh, charity uh, event mm-hmm. at OBF for the last couple years. Nice. Oh, cool. And uh, they used to do it where it's like one charity and then we go to the next. And they selected us a couple years ago and we put so much effort into it. They said, "All right, you can just can do it again next year." Cool. So we've been the OBF charity uh, beneficiary for the last three years. So <laughs> you're saying this is a year-round thing for you? You're yeah, you're kind really of working it year-round. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Uh, so this year we had the dunk tank at OBF, oh, yeah. uh, right. where it was a hundred <laughs> degrees down there every yeah. day. So OBF it was, was tough. brutal, and yeah. Yeah, it was uh, you know one. that event, thirty-one years. Um, uh, they've done yep. the same brew festival for 31 years, yeah. mm-hmm. which is staggering. And Art Laurence, and they've given back to the community um, since day one. So we really appreciate Art and, and OBF. And we yeah. had the dunk tank there, so we had celebrity brewers in there, so you could dunk the brewer and all that stuff. <laughs> I love so that celebrity awesome. brewers a thing now. <laughs> Are, yeah. In Portland, yeah. definitely. It is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you know who the yeah. brewer is at every brewery. Yeah. I don't know where anywhere else, you know, apart from, you know, like Cantillon or, or you know, things like that like in oklahoma we should do a shit yeah we should do an amateur dunk the brewer it was great though because uh we did a a news segment for the uh for the dunk tank and it was uh joe vitanali the joe v good morning oregon Mm -hmm. and it was fox 12 and they came out and it was uh jamie floyd from from ninkasi and we had the guy from Cider Riot, I forget his name, but he yeah. was up on the up on the dunk tank. And Jamie was Floyd from Ninkasi. And so he goes, I'm going to do this. And he does a warm-up throw and gets it about half of the way to the target. Fun. It Funny. Was like, Funny. It was like bad yeah. throw. And I was like, yeah. this is going to be good. Yeah. And uh, I was like, dude, you need to take a couple warm-up throws. And he's got this jacket and this hat on. He's kind of flamboyant. Flamboyant. Right, and I'm right. Jamie from Ninkasi. And he's like, I got this shit. Don't worry about it. I got this. <laughs> you can and say that? Like, on Fox 12? I was like, dude, you need to practice. You need <laughs> yeah. to practice because you, you only got it halfway there. He's like, don't worry about it. So then we go live and uh, Joe's talking to me, blah, 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 talking about the event. And he goes, all right, now we got Jamie Floyd from Ninkasi and here's the dunk tank. And he fucking winds up like Nolan goddamn Ryan <laughs> and fucking slams that target. First fucking shot wow. on live TV. That's Bam! Awesome. In the dunk tank. Nice. The guy had his beard. He was not expecting it. Yeah. Boom! <laughs> it was like, and so That's shout out awesome. to Jamie. Uh, you fucking, you got the arm, bro. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Let's talk about this mystery beer because this is delicious. I've been sipping on this for ten minutes now. Yeah, it's really good. Thick, chocolatey. Yeah, what do you think? Well, it's not Rogue's double chocolate, that's for sure. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> <laughs> which I do like. Good guess. Um, no, it's got some good residual sweetness, but it's balanced. The roast kind of kicks in at the end. It's good. I'm I purely, like it a lot. I'm purely going on the bottle I don't, here. Do you think it's barrel-aged? <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. I don't think so. You don't think it's barrel-aged? Mm-mm. Hmm. Okay. 
No. What do you think the ABV is? Uh, it's a big beer. Twelve plus. I um, think it's. I think it's in the like fourteen percent range. Even more. Could be higher. Is it Alesmith Speedway stuff? Oh wait, it. No. No. no not that. It's like seventeen. Yeah, you're closer, Sean. So, all right. Wow, you are he's beating the he said he was gonna shit out of us. Yeah, he's going to fuck us up. We all just put it down. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, do I have any chance of guessing this beer if I'm not a big beer trader? Like, can I get this in Oregon? No. Oh, okay. is this is this the what's the one down in Florida that everybody talks no, about? Cigar it's City? It's not, no, it's not Cigar City. No, but what's the one beer everybody's always talking about? G-U-I-N. Oh, Hunapau. Hunapau. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's not that. Hunapau is foul. It's like cinnamon. I've never had it, so you're not missing out. <laughs> um, is it an East Coast brewery? No, it's no. not an American no. brewery. Then no, it is. Is it's it Cal- West West Coast West California uh, brewery? Uh, I think it's brewery. not brewery because brewery makes big ass That's, ABV that was beers. I guess. Do they yeah. do cork and cage? No, they don't. You're right. Cal- Who does big ass big ass stouts? I don't know. I don't think I know. Wait, did we say it's California? Did you see, I even covered it up. So you couldn't see the yeah, that was yeah, well we done. Saw that. <laughs> did we? It was, it's not. It's California. Did we determine that? Yes. Oh, it is. Oh, okay. Uh, it's not a Firestone Walker. No, nope. they don't do Cork and Cage on. No. They only do that for their sours. Yeah, they're little. As guys. far as I know, it couldn't be a Sierra. And they started going five hundreds for all their small beers or three, three fifties. That's pretty smoky out today, isn't it? <laughs> do you guys get any smoke on this beer? I actually. So <laughs> I actually don't get a Wait, lot. Is this a stone? No. 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 I usually We're don't like missing smoky the hints beers. He's dropping. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. trying to help us no, here. I know. Do you get a lot of smoke off of it? Because I, I really ton. don't. No, I don't. And I don't like smoke beers in general. I don't yeah, really. It's not a thing that I go for. But uh, see, oh, but see, I like smoke beers if they're barrel aged. So maybe this is barrel. I am going to say this is a very nice beer. I think it's very good. It is very good. It was a club membership that I was in. Ugh. I'm not in the club anymore. But I was I was generally pleased with the club. Mm-hmm. But I was literally had no more place to put any of the beer I, don't, I was getting. I, okay, so I'm just going to start guessing California breweries at this point. Society. Okay. <laughs> mm, uh, Is it like right in our face? Think like of, we should uh, know this? No, no, okay. no. Think of like aerial, uh, like barrel rolling and things like that. It's Aerial bar- Barrel Rolling Brewery out of uh, Chico. <laughs> Northern Chico? California? <laughs> All right. I think you Northern or Southern know. California? Northern it's, or Southern? Uh, I believe it's Southern California. Okay. It's, it's out of Temecula. It's not, <laughs> just north of San well, it's Diego. It's not Beachwood because that doesn't make any sense. Um, it's, uh, do you want to know what it is? Yes. yes let's let's see it. Up. It's the, the Pugachev, the Smoked Maple. Oh, uh, from uh, Hangar Twenty Four. Oh, okay. never heard of any of this, <laughs> but it's delicious. It's they make good. the Pugachev Royale and the, I've heard of Pugachev, but that's yeah. So this is the Pugachev smoked maple. This so is it's, uh, maple barrels and well, now that you say maple, yeah. I I, I don't know if the ma- I how old is it? A couple years old. Okay. Yeah, a couple years old. I think this was one I definitely wanted to sit on, especially because of the smoke. I think I think that was a good call because I feel like the I think the smoke is the smoke is gone. very low. Yeah, yeah away. Um, but I mean, if you think about it, the uh, yeah. I'll show you guys I mean, the bottle. There is there's that residual sweetness, but it 
if you think about it hard, I get maple. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> the way you uh, put your enunciation on the word hard, I don't really want to do that right <laughs> now. It feels right awkward. Yeah, it like feels awkward. Straight into your eyes. Yeah, with a stupid <laughs> smile on your face. It just didn't. Just my regular smile. I'm glad you guys are enjoying the beer. It's a nice looking It's smile. very good, yes. Thank you for bringing that. I, I think sitting on it was a good call. Yeah. I, I don't know how you feel now that you've had it. Did you had it fresh? I did not. No, okay. no I didn't. So. This is the only bottle you had? That's right. What a waste. <laughs> on us? Yeah. No, I was like, where the fuck can I dump this? Yeah, thing? I'm going to dump this on these guys. I'll never have to I, see them again. I could have gotten 2400 at the, uh, the auction for this. Instead, I wasted it in a 98-degree room in Hillsboro. Yeah, it has gotten warm in here, that's yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. This, barrel is, this beer is fantastic. I'm glad you guys like it. I like it a lot, too. So... Let's, let's I drink stouts in any kind of weather. So I, I, I was going to say, actually, you're, a, you're, a, you're a stout and goose and mm. pills. I actually kind of like stouts better in warm weather. I think they open up, like they warm up faster and taste better. That's what Obed always said. He liked, he drinks stouts all I year think, round. Do you do yeah. a lot with ice cream and stouts? Negative, Ghost Rider. Dairy and <laughs> beer, I did not mix for me. Uh, no just dairy and period? Or? No, I, okay. well, yeah, dairy in general, I'm not a big dairy guy. Yeah, like, okay. Uh, me too. Dairy and I, beer I'm seems here, yeah. to like... So you're not a fan of the milkshake, IPA, things like that? The lactose is not me a thing either. for me. None of us no, are. It's not None of thing, us are. Not well, I kind of like it. No, he kind of likes it. He likes river. Uh, he likes a bunch of stuff there. The river band stuff. This is my girlfriend. My success was to eliminate this guy from adding lactose to his IPAs. I did it like Twice he just to it test it. It's a mouthfeel thing, I guess. But you don't need a, to. I've I've gone awful, I've gone away. I just mash a lot higher, mouthfeel. and yeah. you don't need yeah. it. No, yeah. I don't, I've I don't, been saying it for years. Why don't you shut up? <laughs> 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 that was fun. Well, Anything I, residual in beer, I don't like. I don't like. Like beer adjuncts beer. that you don't need or yeah, whatever. Just clean yeah. it up. Clean it yeah. up. So no snowpeas in our next one. Ooh, I won't promise that. No shoots. Yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna actually do a collaboration with Shun. I think Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. I had, a, <laughs> I had a lovely dinner there. Yeah. Oh. Maybe some shizo. Ooh, here we go. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, my God. All right. Well, let's end now this show on a good so beer. we can turn the air conditioner um, on. James, thank you yeah. so much for coming on. Bruise for New Avenues. Once again, what's the website? Uh, www.bruiseforneweavenues.org. Org. Org. Go check that out. If you want to go, why wouldn't you go at this point? Uh, Marcus, well, I guess we're actually Fart House and you're... Button today, butt mooner. Your butt mooner, and I'm just Classic. sluts. So whatever. yeah, total sluts. Uh, yeah, Portland Beer Club <clears throat> podcast. Your online bottle share. We're on all the things, right? What about our next show? Who we got coming on? We got we have Lynn and Andrew from ABV coming out. To talk oh, about Andrew's Lynn coming Fest. too. Yeah, cool. To talk about. Are going to like pressure me to like I have to Year come three. out to Hillsborough on a Thursday? Night. I don't know what day we're going to do this show. It's not scheduled yet. The day no, no, no. I mean the actual Lynn Fest. No, the Lynn Fest. Oh yeah, Lynn Fest is on a Thursday. You should go. It's usually on a weeknight, I believe. She <sighs> saves kegs all year to throw those. Okay, on. but you know what? She's actually going to give us one of the kegs for the next kill the keg. Cool for our fundraiser. Maybe you, you can maybe us? you can raise oh, for your, our fundraiser. Your fundraiser. Yeah. Maybe you can no, raise two hundred and twenty dollars awesome. this time. <laughs> well, well, actually, the kill the keg events. We last time we raised over a thousand dollars. It was over a thousand dollars for the kids last time. Did you have, yeah. have frame pills last time? It was no, no, no. It was block fifteen was donated block 15 a keg of, of their, their of one of their one of off- seasonal IPAs. I can't yeah. remember which. Oh, cool. And Andrew put together a hat tree thing where you oh, it was the IPL the, the blind hat thing right. and. 
you uh, you paid twenty dollars and you yeah. picked a random number. We and then killed you got the a keg hat. in about an hour and a half. Oh, yeah, it was really yeah, fast. It was a so, fifteen barrel or a fifteen half barrel, yeah. and it was gone. Yeah, quick. so they're gonna come cool. on and talk about Linfest three which always has a good selection of beers because Lynn handpicks everything that she's been saving over the years. When good good kegs come in, she puts one aside and saves it for Linfest. So that'll be uh, in September. Sweet. We, no exact date yet, but we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Grinder. Oh yeah, we Chad. Really, How do you think we met? We have a very strong following on Grinder. Yeah. <laughs> PortlandBeerClubPodcast.com. Your online bottle share already said that. James, thanks again. You guys, thanks, thanks for coming guys. during the heat. You're welcome, Ch- work Chad. Today. You're welcome. And uh, that's all we have, Marcus. Do you have a noise for us? Not today. That's been another episode of the Portland Beer Club podcast. Be sure to check us out on Facebook at Portland Beer Club or Twitter at PDX Beer Club. Feel free to contact me at portlandbeerclub at gmail.com if you have any news, feedback, or just want to say hi. See you next time.